you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood brain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. This trio's basketball roots can be traced back to the Patriarch's days at Cardozo High School, where he was the school's first ever basketball MVP and team captain. He's also been an integral part in the development of several New York City basketball standouts such as NBA All-Star Kemba Walker and former Villanova Wildcat Corey Fisher. His sons followed suit, carving out respectable careers on the hardwood both as players for St. Raymond High School and all throughout the AAU circuit. They played with some of the fiercest cats of their era, names like Andre Barrett, Kenny Satterfield, Ron and Daniel Artest to name a few. Carl Jr., also known as C. Nick, was said to be one of Ron Artest's toughest opponents by the man himself. Paulie, the consummate New York point guard, held his own and took full advantage of the opportunities the game has yielded him. On this episode, we get into a dope conversation with our first basketball family, Coach Nick, C. Nick, and Paulie, the Nickerson boys. What's up? This is Manny Digital, and welcome to the Dribbling Downs Podcast. My guests today are the Nickerson clan. Yes, sir. We got the whole tribe here. And and I wanna I wanna just get right into it because um well this is our second take. <laughs> we keep it we keep it all the way real. Um and, and yeah, what's up? Chris McCray in the building. Snatching What's good, what's good? Um so I wanna start with with the senior of the of the Nickers is here, Mr. Carl Nickerson Senior. The Don. Right, the Don, the Don, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody ain't got to do it. Go Yo, I'm going to laugh my ass off today. <laughs> <laughs> Natural. So I, I wanted to get into your basketball story, where it started, right? Um, I know we, we talked about Cardozo being this high school you're you known to be from. Right. But you're from where? South Rich- Jamaica, Queens. Right. The south side of Jamaica, Queens. The area around the 40 projects, all right? South Jamaica houses, all right? I live in a private house, uh, the area around IS-8. And uh, I'm one of the ones responsible for IS-8. Uh, AKA the Master Blaster, that's what, I, what I'm known as, all right? Also, um, on the court, I had a special skill set. Mm. Right? Be clear about that. I got a special skill set right now, you know, if you see me, all right? So, um, I'm in that weight room every day. I'm quick. Yeah, uh, I go lean, by in a second, right. I hit you left, go right in a second, I still, still got it. Still, it's natural. <laughs> I got speed right now, like, like cats can't. If, I, if you check me right now, I get to the basket like I'm five or four seconds, you're like, how old is this dude? You think I'm probably like 30, but I'm not, all right? 32. I'm a little past 30, all right? <laughs> but my motivation, I grew up with a single mom, an older brother, and a younger sister. Uh, at an early age, I used basketball as a vehicle to get me where I wanted to go in life. Um, and to show you how special it was, I didn't have a dad, all right? Uh, I think I saw one picture of my dad a couple of years ago, as a matter of fact. 
Oh wow! Um, and uh, first it, time, first uh, first time, I, you know, and uh, it's kind of unusual because he's probably passed on because my mother passed in 2014. Mm. And the thing about me, what a lot of people don't know, is that I never had that support in terms of my family, like my mom coming to a game. She never saw me play. All right. right, but I didn't get mad. I met her at the bus stop with the groceries. All the young boys out there complaining and crying. All right, get your game up. All right, stop complaining, stop crying. Yeah. All right, if you're behind, you got to do more, not less. Respect your parents. All right, doors are open, they won't close. Hmm. The corners are undefeated. They got a million victories, no losses. <laughs> if you stay on the corner long enough, you're going to go to one of three places the penitentiary, the cemetery, the hospital. But hmm. you're going. All right, so now, because you're not hustling, you're hustling right. for the cat money, sneaker money. Now, right. getting back to the story. Coming out of the south side of Queens, okay, it was nothing but a drug, heavy drug culture at that time, you yep. know, and to survive it was very important. So what my mother did was that she was working for, and in those days, people did domestic work, needle trades, factories, stuff like that. Yeah. So my mother was, was working in Forest Hills, and she said, I'm going to send you to school way out of Little Neck. I said, what do you mean, Ma? She said, I went to uh, PS50 off of Van Wick Liberty Avenue. Then in junior high school, I went out to Little Neck which is like an hour, hour and a half away. Yep. Three buses. So there I encountered a Jewish culture. You know, I got my first A-Cream. I know what it was. <laughs> first line, Ricky A-Cream and English Muffin in the morning. Some matzo balls. You know, matzo balls, yeah. <laughs> so I got familiar with them in the Jewish culture. Right. And, you know, uh, I went to school with the son of the lady who created the great uh, phenomenon right now, Weight Watchers of America, mm -hmm. and her name is Jean Leidich. She sold that company maybe... 15 years ago for about 100 I just go to their house. Wow. So in other words, I got very familiar with the Jewish culture. And then um, after going to junior high school, uh, I got good, all right, and I went to Cardoza High School. Mm. I'm the first most valuable player out of that high school. All right, so. What year was that? That year was 1970. 70? Right, 1970. Mm. All right, we were undefeated. As a matter of fact, quick story. The first year we was playing as freshmen, because you know in those days they had all kind of rules. Mm -hmm. You couldn't transfer, you had to play. Uh, and um, they used to come, and, we, and ISA, we used to go, all the top players used to go to ISA and work on our Saturdays. And you know, everybody would play until the top players come, they have to get off the court, right. you know? Now my older brother, he would play, he would play on the other court down there, you know, where they shoot <laughs> jump shots, you know, and stuff like that, man. And it was, when the ballers came, everybody had to get off, and we had to play. So, and then everybody went to different schools, Sparks Hills, so if you so if you play against Sparks Hills, you may play against Ernie, Bernie, and Bernard King and them. Yep. You know, uh, uh, it depends what school you went to. Newtown, Howie Robinson, you know, Ricky Mars from the Golden State Warriors, Jamaica High. So you know, there was various different Edwards brothers from Van Buren. So all the top players went to ISA and worked out on Saturdays. So what happened was that um, as I got better at about nine, when I was nine or ten, uh, I started going to the projects because to who? To, to who? Yeah. And it's very difficult to go to the project because you couldn't cross New York Boulevard. See, because the project is rough. You got remember, you got 100 dudes walking up and down the street, man, copping drugs. You got about 25 out there with ratchets on them to take people off. Right. You got the dope feeds, you know. You got to have a pass. Lanes. Somebody got to let you in. Your pass. Yeah. So my pass was the rock. I was nice, so guys would come to the boulevard, and then from my neighborhood, and they say, okay, I'll see you later. They go, I see you coming, I got to go back. They went across the boulevard. Hmm. But I saw that <laughs> They problem. walked to New York yeah, Avenue and they bounced. New York Boulevard, because <laughs> I come up from New York Boulevard, New York Boulevard, South Road. They call it Guy Brewer, Guy Brewer Boulevard now, right. right down the street from York College, but it's New York Boulevard, South Road. Right. All right, I come up uh, from around the corner from a bar called the Buck of the Blood, and that's what it was. Oh. All right, they do your second, you know, and then, you know, like I said, you got to you gotta have a, a, a thick heart, and you got to be tough, because, you know, you got gangsters over there, mm -hmm. you know. My uncle was one of the dudes who ran the bar, but he was a regular layman, a, a, a construction work, a, I mean, a school custodial 
okay. uh, a person. But, you know, in the bar, he was a tough guy. You know, one of those guys who had a scar on his face, man, and, like, used to, people used to bother in school. And, and after a while, my grandfather said, if you ever come home and somebody bother you again, you don't do nothing, I'm going to bother you yourself. So he became really tough in the neighborhood, and it was so tough that one time uh, he told the teacher to pull a knife on the teacher and put him in the window, told him to jump. Up at, at, at PS Sporty. Yo! Yeah, call my mother and I'm up there to get him. Oh, yeah. He's a big dude. After a while, it's called the rock. And he would lend money out and sit at the table in the back of the bar by himself. Loan so sharking. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah Loan yeah. sharking. Come get my mother a while of money. But basketball was my vehicle. Mm. All right. I was always ambidextrous. I was quick. I could get to that rack in a couple of seconds. All right? Still, to this and day, yeah, you yeah, yeah, nobody. So when you got on the call with me, like they said, who got called? All right, who got the master? And I'm like, and I would look at you. Who like, got the, oh, right, master blaster. Exactly. Who yeah, got me? Right. And like, you know, um, my son see me right now. We go to reunions and guys walk up to me and say, call me. He was, they tell my sons, I'll I tell you a quick story. We went to South Jamaica, Queens, uh, and right across from the project, there's a liquor store. A guy by the name Tony Robinson runs a store. So I walked in there about a year and a half ago. No, about two years ago, three years ago. My mother had passed, and he hadn't seen me for 25 years. Mm. I walked in and he started crying. Yeah, he started crying right right away. Crying. Wow. He was like, your pops raised me. And he said, oh, man, you know, this is the master like blast. That. He was crying yeah. and, and, you know, he was like, just give me a second to get it together. He was crying. And I was like, Tony, it's good. He's like, man, no, y'all don't understand who you got. And then everybody in the project started coming by. I said, that's the master? That's the master? Well, huh. I'll tell you why they gave me the name. And he said, dad, man. And guys started coming in. And he said, sit down, man. Y'all don't know your father. I said, no, we don't hear about the story. He said, nah, you don't know your father, man. Let me tell you stories about him. He said, your father was so nice to He would outquick people. And by the time he got ready, he would demand the middle. And also, I was very good at defensively. You know, I would walk you out, the, out of bounds with the ball. Okay. I would wreck your whole Like, if you came pros, like Joe Dupre, I remember he came, he's playing for the Nets. Mm-hmm. He brought his girlfriend. They would tell him, how many you going to get? I said, about 10. Because I'm the type of dude, if I'm playing against you, we're not going to talk until after the game. Mm-hmm. Even on timeouts, I'm walking you wherever you're going. And that's what I do say it's a free throw. <laughs> you you like, were on some Patrick Beverly stuff yeah, back I'm then. Grab, I love Patrick Beverly. Yeah. I was on Patrick Beverly. Plus, I'm going to get mine on offense. Right. And so, with the crowd amping me up, you know, I would be very focused on the game. All right? And I was very deliberate. And, like, my summer pro team was a guy by the name of Larry McNeil, who played for Kansas City Kings, John Shoemate from Notre Dame, who played with Adrian Dantley, okay. great John Shoemate from Notre Dame, <laughs> Melvin Davis, Who's the first round pick in the Knicks? A guy by the name of Ernie Douse from Boys High, All, all American. Junie Smith, Ron Rutledge from St. John's. So I had a crew. Yeah. Ronnie Johnson, too. Okay, Ron, Ron, Ronnie Johnson from the great Ronnie Johnson yeah. from Van Buren High School, who played with Artis Gilmore on them at Gardner yeah. Webb. No and uh, they, we, we had a crew, and then we played against people like a guy by the name of Greg Jackson, who played for the Knicks, uh, Lloyd Free. World be free World from the 76s. Yeah. Al Skinner. <coughs> Al Skinner was my man. He was a friend of ours. He went to Van Buren. But where were y'all playing? At ISA. It was really pro tournament. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they called me the Bastard Blast is that I would announce the games. I was a mic guy. <laughs> I was the mic guy and I played. And you played. And But I got so dynamic on the mic without script that I could just flow. And, and You was giving out nicknames yeah, too yeah, and all everybody, that? Everybody. Everybody. Oh, okay. And I had the type of charisma where the South Side would close for the whole night. Monday through Thursday, it was peaceful because I would entertain you for three hours. Mm. The gangsters came, you know, five or six or seven deep. The money guys came, the hustlers came, the ball players came. It was came, peace ladies, in the street. It was peace, and they loved the master. So what I would do was, sometimes I would come straight through the building. Sometimes I would go in the locker room, and they'd be sitting there like, where's master? And I just bust out, my arms up, <laughs> and everybody just go crazy. Showtime. Yeah, and I had guys sitting there with, you know, with, with, with guns in the bag, 
you know, uh, if somebody said something funny, they'd be like, Master, don't, you know. And if I told you to get off, take off your hat, you was too slow, guys, get up, take off your hat. <laughs> you know, I had a, look, look, I, was, I had a big following. The whole South Side Jamaica was shut down. Wow. And, you know, uh, and I made the tournament thrilling. And guys would come from all over, pros, everybody playing IS-8. Hmm. It was like the rock. So that's that's that's, that's kind of where the legend of ISA began. That's, that's where it began. Okay, Pete Edwards got it now, but the Master Blast. We go there, so uh, I created that legend. Wow. And so what happened was when we went to the liquor store and he saw me, he sat him down, and said, "Sit on the milk crates. Let me tell you stories about mm. your father." Gentleman came and he started dribbling the way I used to dribble, and then he started saying slogans that I used to have. And next thing you know, all these guys come to the store. So that's the Master. And young guys outside going, "Who's that?" And they say, "Man, shut up. No way about that." <laughs> <laughs> this is a legend. So the guy goes, he goes, you know, he starts crying, he stops crying, he says, you know, y'all understand, y'all got a living legend that you live with. And mm -hmm. my son's looking at him like, and he started breaking down the stories and stuff like that. And um, it was a very great time, you know, because uh, it was positive brotherhood at that time. And it was a very, see, you guys come up in an era that has drugs now, but the type of drugs that y'all have, is they're out there and you see people pitching and stuff like that. But I'm talking about you have a hundred guys walk up and down the block. Right. And everybody was a fiend, you know? And so, yeah. I mean, I've seen the pictures. You see lines, lines of fiends. Listen, listen, listen. I'm talking real talk. I'm talking guys would go up to Harlem and cop drugs, come back to Queens and sell for more money. Because Queens is a, it's more of a multicultural place. Mm -hmm. right? It's the largest bone area, all different type of people. And, you know, you got private homes, you got the projects, you know, it's a smorgasbord of everything. So um, people would sell it, and guys were using it. And you know, you had to have a strong. For me, basketball was my savior mm -hmm. because I could see myself out there, you know, whatever, whatever. But I never wanted to be nodding. And like, like you could go to a dance and see a whole team nodding, leaning, yeah, leaning yeah, yeah. on the wall, you know. And even be guys. And, and at that time, the nicest guys always played. The best players. When I say nice audience, I mean the best players always ended up playing against the best players in the playoffs. So I always see the teams from Brooklyn Boys High. The teams from Clinton, D with Clinton. D with Clinton, yeah. I remember uh, my senior year, my, my, my freshman year, we used to lose by 40. My sophomore year, we used to lose by 10, by, no, by 20. And, my, you know, they were scared of the guys that I used to play with. They said, who's going to guard this guy? And I said, just play it. Don't worry about it. Right. Now, by the senior year, I was running everything. We was winning. And I remember we scrimmaged D with Clinton, who had a guy by the name of Tom Henderson, mm -hmm. who was a starting point guard on the USA Olympic team. Me and him was battling. They had Cliff Moody. They had a lot of tough guys on D. Clinton. And uh, I remember one time the coach brought Joe Hammond them down in the scrimmage us. All right, Joe had about 45, you know, and the scrimmages. And we beat Clinton for three quarters. They beat us three quarters. Mm. So we were, you know, we were well equipped. So my senior year, what happened was that we were undefeated. We had beat Martin Van Buren at this school for the first time in three and a half years. And psychologically, what we did was we made them come out first in, in, in the warm-ups. And it was a night game. Yeah. See, at that time, I don't think you got too many night games no more. Right. Really. I don't know because they don't got cloud control. But at that time, we yeah, played they at get 7, nervous. 7 mm -hmm. o'clock at night. And it was beautiful because, you know, you got the crowd. You know, and at that time also, it was important to be fly. You know, in other words, I come to the game, you know, I got gators on. You know, and the pants was tailored. This is in high school. High school. Wow. Yeah, I was a fly cat in high school. In other Call words, man, I was a baller. You know, so out there was to play ball and then go outside, get dressed, take a shower, come back, sit on the benches, you know, and talk to the girl. Profile. Chill, talk, profile. You know, I'm going to get a girl, I'm going to get a dancer from performing art, something like that. Fly right. chick, you know. Um, I'm because, and she got to be right because I'm a baller. So I'm going to get the top chick that everybody's trying to talk to in the project. Right. You know, not smooth. <laughs> I got the season cut and everything like that. I got the waves. I'm cool, you know, but I was very respectful because okay. I was raised that way. Right. You know, how you doing, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson? They said, Carl, you're such a nice kid. I was, yeah. You know, so, but by night, you know, everything changed. You know, um, I did my things in the street, um, but I was always very smooth, very, very quiet. 
did, did after Cardozo and you know I know your senior year you yeah. you knock it out of the park. Yeah. What was we your got next? Oh, you did. Tell me that story. We was nine. We was nine and zero. We Bamboo left this school for the first time three and a half years. I gave him twenty seven. Mm. Uh, borrowed a, borrowed a, a job, athletic supporter, a jock strap for the coach. Took it back after the game, knocked on the door, and there's certain words I can't say. Right. On the table. You so, can. Okay, it's so fucking Nickerson. Right. Said, what do you want? Knock on this have a team meeting. It was upset. I said, hey, coach, here goes by. He said, get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so he said, you know. And the same coach, name was Marvin Kessler, God rest his soul. He's a, a scout for Portland Trailblazers. He used to always come out here and say, Carl, please come to Bear Grylls. He said, man, you don't have to try out for the team. You're on the team automatically. And so before we go to the next spot, I'll tell you a quick story real quick. Yeah. I caught those real quick. The first day we went to practice, I, I went down, and the guy had the team records already from different junior high schools. They had mm-hmm. a junior high school not far from us called Hawthorne. He already has team already. Varsity guy, right. and he had records. This is your time. freshman year there. This is my freshman year there. So I walked up to him and I said, uh, my name is Carl Nickerson. And he said, uh, go go over there. I said, no, you don't understand. My name is Carl Nickerson. <laughs> he said, no, go stand over there. I said, dude, talking to me like a regular. Wait, but what? Did you <laughs> you had like a solid reputation already freshman year? Yeah, but Hooping? he didn't know. Yeah, no, right. on, 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 yeah, in, in the hood. You went to school in a different I'm not on the base side. Right, right, right. You know, I live in South Side of Queens. Right, he probably yeah. wouldn't even come over there. Right. So I said, this guy, I gotta be kidding me. Bill, wait, you were talking about. So you, he was like, you was like, yo, I'm calling niggas. Right. He was like, yo, go over there. You was like, yo, but you don't understand. I said, you don't understand. I tried some tomorrow. I went over, I was sick. I said, this cat don't know why. So at that time, we had different terms. We was playing in the park, in a courtsman. Tournament, and then we played WCBS TV Parks Department tournament. Okay, where you play Masters Square Garden for the championship. We won that, as a matter of fact. The fourteen-year-old is against the Bronx team, against a guy by the name of Movie Star and stuff like that for the Bronx. Played in the Garden. So long story short, I won my WCBS TV Parks Department. It's blue and white. Starting a like little a guy bit right now, number yeah. fourteen. Because I patted myself after Oscar Robinson. Because I think uh, he's the greatest player to play. Uh, he understood the game. I'm not going to argue with you because we could spend two hours talking, talking about, about that. why that's not true, but because, that's okay. Because it is true. Because he was 6'5", <laughs> he was 6'5", 220. Uh, he could pass. He could no, shoot. No, he was a bully. He, he, was, was dominant. he was dominant. Well, try to hold your elbow back and shoot a shot with one hand like nah, that. I Copy. can't. I Perfect can't. form. Can't. And, you know, so he got everybody the ball. So, anyway, long story short, so I went there, had my uniform on, and he's like, okay, you go with this. So I said, you got me playing with bums like the 7th, 18th. So uh, the first practice, I went to work. I was killing everybody. Right. So my ankle got hurt a little bit. So he said, uh, next he said, I'm going to drive you home. So the next game, I came to practice and we was playing. He said, Nikki's got the ball up top already. I went from like, first stand <laughs> from, over there. From no Nikki's name to you got the ball. Got the ball. <laughs> so I, I said, be clear about that. Right, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. Yo. So that's why. So. That's why Ron LeClary right now, and Ron coaches Cardozo, but Ron was in the stands, he was clapping and everything like that, mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, uh, you know, Ronnie wasn't on the team, you know, he's a baseball guy, but that's why I'm the first most valuable player, we go by Roy Harvey, yeah. uh, Skip to my Lou, when we take the pictures, I sit in the front, all right? <laughs> Don, no, the Don. You're my hand. Of course. So, so that's a funny story about Cardozo. So after Cardozo, uh, I had a scholarship to go to... Um, well, it was very funny back then with SATs and all that, and <coughs> AU teams. Like at Queens, we didn't have a lot of AU teams, and we didn't know. Because I'm going to tell you, I live, nowhere I lived 10 minutes away from Malloy. I didn't even know who Malloy was. Right. Malloy was on Queens Boulevard, and I'm right near Queens Boulevard. I used to eat breakfast at a diner five minutes from Malloy. Mm-hmm. I never knew about it. Flagship. Flagship. Now, you know who lived around the corner from me? Kenny Anderson lived around the corner from me. 
Reggie Bell Johnson from Family Matters. He went to my school. Wow. The cop, yeah. Okay, Reggie, yeah. My man, yeah, he went to, I lived the next street over. Wow. You know, so we had a lot of, um, a lot of great people that live right, right near me. But I, but I wasn't Catholic. We was Baptist. Right. Baptist, you go to church all day. You don't ask questions. You know, Saturday you go. You know, your parents <laughs> get you up. And they're like, yo, first time I ever went to uh, Catholic church with my son and them. Oh, that mother said, go get a job for Holy Water. I came back, it was over. I said, respect, like this. Right before you something. In and out. In and out. It's a different thing. <laughs> and you come in any kind of gear, people roll up and gear. But, but it's live, it's more live oh, at Baptist oh, church. There's no question. Yeah. I mean, it's longer, it's yeah. but it's more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You sitting in a pew in the Catholic church, bruh. Yeah. Yo, yo, it's and, like, and, and they keep saying up. the same thing over and over again. Yeah. People repeat the same thing. And then the songs, like the songs are so yeah, wild. I go, I go all the time, and I'm just like, yo, if y'all could just give a little bit of. Energy yeah, in these songs. And it make you feel like I, I grew up with Rose, Tiny Tots, Usher Boy, Junior Usher Boy. My mother and them was on the choir. Mm -hmm. My was in Eight Man Corner where they just say Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, so we have, I want a very big family. They come from a big family, cousins and stuff like that. So on Sundays, we'd all go to my grandma's house. We lived across the street and she would always uh, delegate, all right? And uh, my, she had seven kids, four sons, and three daughters. Wow. All right? And, um, they were very, uh, we were very close, close family. And so what happened was that um, I was the first to get a degree, you know, everything like that. So I used ball as a vehicle. And at 10, I knew I was gonna be nice, hmm. all right? I mean, I knew it because, uh, you know, but we do all kinds of things, man. Like go out to Long Island, sell candy. Uh, uh, I was a freshman of the year selling candy, knock on people's door, you know, wealthy to do, white people, right. you know, um, in a cultural diverse area, because you got African-Americans going out to, going out to Islip, and Long Island to sell pens and candy. And you know, the guy said, well, I want a rookie of the year. He said, what do you want, Carl? You want $200, you want a bike? I said, $200, I'm gonna buy this. Yeah, buy I, get, I get a bike. 10 speed. You would take us and buy bologna sandwiches and park on the corner and, and, and make us sandwiches and we'd eat, take about nine or 10 black kids out there and we wow. sell, and we make all this money for them. So if you give me 200, how much you get? Right. But you know, I was well astute like that. So Cardozo gave me a great foundation. And then out of Cardozo, um, like that time, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, SAT, something yeah. like that. Prep course. Nobody even prepped me for the SAT. All of the kids, the Jewish kids in my school had took SAT prep and all that. They was right. in high scores, 1,200, stuff like that. I got something like a 700, 800, because you know what I did? I answered every question. And I didn't even know he wasn't supposed to answer until my son told me. Uh, now, this is 30 years later. I only told him, they said, Dad, I'm not supposed to answer Answer one. Nah, if you know. don't know, you don't have to answer I don't know. Yeah, I, I try to answer every question. <laughs> so that's why, because... That's logical, though. I mean, if you don't know, yeah. they're in front of you, no, you try to do it. they in front of me. I try to do yeah, it. Yeah. So uh, I went to a school called Brandywine Junior College. We went to Delaware. Country club next door, Spencer Cow, swimming pool. Hmm. I got a 3.25, but I was bored. So everybody's throwing away around the football. I said, we're going to play. When are we going to play? And the first practice we went to, a guy was playing with Elvin Hayes from the University of Houston that mm. had just graduated. His one name was Ron Baines, and he was the assistant coach. And we got the lady say, run 25 laps. And I was like, 25 laps? <laughs> you know who I am? 25 laps? I said, man, what are you talking about? 25? I don't even know where the place was. And it was, he said, run 25 laps. I said, I run no 25 laps. So the head coach was named Milk Pappas. He came to me and said, Nicky, he had a lollipop in his mouth. I said, Nicky, what's wrong? I said, man, this guy wants me to run 25 laps. I didn't even know what the practice was. He said, Nicky, fuck him, run him slow. You know, so I ran about 10, and he said that was enough. And he said, Nicky, fuck the guy, just run him slow. So after that, and then we would start practicing, and this guy, Joe Caffey, who they was just throwing around, they were playing touch football, right. like tennis courts and all that. But you remember, I'm a, city, I'm a street kid. Yeah, that's I'm beautiful. That's, 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 that's a totally dream. Yeah. The dream. 
So <coughs> what happened was that he went up for the layup and he went up and he said, boom, dunked it back. I said, oh shit, this kid is nice. He's about 6'5". So long story short, uh, that year we played, the, oh, about two months later, we had the senior freshman game, night game. We were okay. coaching October 15th where they could come yeah. and see you. Yeah. And a guy by the name of Norm Sloan came who coached North Carolina State. Okay. Now, North Carolina State was the team who would later on win the championship with David Thompson. And who would play on that team? Joe Kafferke. He came mm. to get Joe. He's the captain of the team. They won the championship. All right? Mm. And he told me, I had that game, Joe had 36 and I had something like 28, about eight dimes. He said, Carl, I'll come get you next year. Just stay. All right. But so he I, was there on the strength of uh, Joe. No, 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 no. I was, I was, we played freshman senior game. Yeah, yeah. The coaches in the stands. They had his name, uh, uh, Norm Sloan from, from North Carolina State at oh, the wow. Holiday Inn. Okay. You know, he said, you know, <laughs> and he told me, he said, Carl, I like the way you played. If you, if you stay next year, I, I promise you, I'll come get wow. you. Wow. Okay. All right. So, uh, but. I was, I'm, I'm talking to basketball tale, but you know, at nighttime, I was street. Mm. You know, I was dressed, but I was street. You know, I was out there on the block, man. You know, I was hustling. Right. You know, so I go to the In, in Delaware. And, and, no, and, 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 and South Jamaica, I Got brought it. that mentality too. Oh, Delaware. I see. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. when we go outside, so we had a party, they would take us to a large field. You could, you guys relate to this, and sit out there, and they would drink beer and shit like that, sit in blankets, and I would say, no, where's the party at? Mm -hmm. They say, this is, you're in the party. This is the party. It's a fucking picnic. This ain't the party. Where the party at? I'm like, yo, this ain't the party. This is some, this is sit around doing some shit in blankets. Where's the party at? You know, where the girls, where the girls. You know, the girls, you know, you got me. Mostly white girls, we're nice, you know, and black girls, all types, but like, where the party at? Like, you know, I'm trying to see who I want to move on. Right, right, right. You know? I, I, need, I need to see some moves yeah, first yeah, before I... Got, remember, my girl is a girl who goes to performing arts on 46th Street with Freddie Prince and them. She's a dancer. Mm. So I'm like, man, I got to get back home, man. So every so after about about three or four months, I said, man, I got to get out of here, man. Uh, okay. I should have chilled. If I would have had a father, he'd told me, you know, you stay there. But I had the streets still in me. Right. You understand? Yeah. I had the streets still in me, man. I'm thinking, man, go back to the South Side and hustle. You know, that sounds like the Carl Hines story yeah, a little yeah, bit. Get my money. Yo, know, stand in the window. People drive up from New Jersey in the car. Go down. You know, mm -hmm. take this thing. Take the package. Yeah. Take this package and go back upstairs. And then I got so good at it, I started having people under me. Mm. And you didn't talk to me, talk to somebody else. But I was a ball player by day. Right. By night, I go take my shower, switch up, go to Gators on some Playboys, Green. Uh, 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 maroon suede, see-through socks. You know, I go. Y'all got what y'all call coochies now. They call them blinds back then. Mm. You know, I go shopping down the field, Cronfels, AJ Lester's. One day wow. I was sitting next to Stacy Adams and Stacy Adams. And remember, now I'm 17, 18, buying my own stuff. And the guy sitting next to me got all these shoes stacked up. He said, "Red, bring me the." He said, "Bring me the white ones." I'm looking at this guy. I said, "Man, who this guy is?" So when he left, I said, "Who is that?" He said, "You don't know who that was." He said, no. He said, that's Red Fox. I said, oh, mm. I said, that's the Red Fox. I didn't even know. He was having a show with Americana. <clears throat> and then at nighttime, we got to all go to all the dance spots, the Cheetah, the Dome, Electric Circus, all the fly spots. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you get dressed up. And Latin, like, like, uh, okay, the, uh, the Manhattan Center. Oh, okay. And like me, like, like for all the uh, uh, Latin people out there, I'm also Salcedo. Just be clear about that. He's a Salcedo. <laughs> when we go to the spot, everybody going to be looking at me. Be clear about that. Nah, nah, is that... Pre your no, wife, or no, is it because no, of your no, wife? No, 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 me. 
was you was, you was in there. I was I was nice already. You was already putting yeah, in work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if we go to spot shit. right now, I'm gonna walk. The, I'm gonna take the girl. I'm gonna hold you. I'm gonna invite you to one of my land parties. Well, you invite me to your land party, and you better you better come with those gators on. Who's that? They gonna say and you gonna say, man, you don't realize you dance with uncle. I'll be like, I'll be like, yo, that's that's Poppy. Hold them numbers. That's Poppy. Numbers, right? I'll be like, man, it's bad night because I can spend you. Pick you back up, stay there, stop a second, yeah, till nah. my hat, Yo, and, okay, and that, walk you back that, to the table. That might be the dribbling dimes outtake. We might, we might <laughs> have to show them a, a lesson. <laughs> like a hoop. Yeah, <laughs> about that. They said, where, where you from? I said, international. I'm global. Okay, that's that suave in San <laughs> Yo! <laughs> yeah. All right, wait. I, I need to. I need to fast forward a little bit because I want. I want to get into a little bit of these guys. Yeah. So like, you your story so far. You you know you you had the opportunity to go away to school. Right. You. It looks like you you kind of for that that went I, by the wayside. I messed it up. Right. Right. And then you ran the streets after that. I didn't run the streets. I went to LIU and I played for a guy by the name of Roy Rubin who was the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers when they had the worst record in history. Ah. Yeah, but he wasn't a nice he man. He played D1. Uh, in spite uh, of that, he used to give me a hard time. Hmm. In spite of that, he used to give me a hard time. So what I did was bust <coughs> everybody's ass in practice and make them do two a days. They said, man, Carl, take it easy, man, because the coach is getting pissed off because we can't score. But we're score <laughs> Fuck it. All right? If I, ain't, if I ain't playing, nobody playing. All right? Yeah, yeah. I used to bust everybody's ass practice. So finally, he said, uh, one day, he said, okay, that's it. Nigga said, you're starting. So, but, so I came down and I converted about, we was going, going to play University of Houston, at Houston. Yeah. And they got uh, two All-Americans, Dwight Davis and another guy, Sidney um, uh, Edwards. They got All-Americans. And uh, we were going to play them at their spot. And I came down, I converted. I had just scored about maybe four points on the break, converted about five dimes, and I threw the ball away. And when I was got fouled, I was going to foul. In fact, he kept saying, don't piss the ball away. Because you know you're gonna be taking shots sometime, not taking shots sometime, and the hood came out, man. I was like, you know, okay, I hear you, coach. And he kept saying, said, man, I hear you, coach. Yeah. And he said, man, that's it. You know, you finished. You ain't starting. He was like that type of dude. Oh, so I, I got said, man, you. Fuck you. So, so what I would do is take it out on everybody else. <laughs> take it out on everybody else. All right, I'm busting everybody's ass. Nobody told me to take it easy on you. I'm gonna bust everybody. Right. So I was like that. And uh, I would come to the game with like a fur coat, a fur hat. You on some Pee Kirkland yeah, shit. Right. That's how I was. That's how I was in Queens. Right. And what happened was and what happened was that I came one time late with the fur coat and fur hat and it was already dressed. And I walked in, he looked at me, he started smiling, said, Everybody know Robin Hood? <laughs> I said, Kid, you ain't fucking playing. So then when everybody went upstairs to warm up, he, he came back and he said, Kid, what happened? So I said, I made up a lie because I said, yeah, oh yeah, coach, my brother stole my mother's TV, he's a dope fan, stuff <laughs> oh, like shit. that. He went his pop gave me some money and said, kid, go the fuck upstairs. But he was a very e egomaniac, okay. like a person that coached my son. All right? Um, okay. Uh, uh, when St. Raymond had the great, St. Raymond should have won about, Rice and St. Raymond should have split the city titles with my sons and them playing. Mm. Rice should have had about three, and if I was coaching, they would have had about three or four, all right? And then Mo and them should have had about three. With the material that he had in St. Raymond's, I, I just can't see. But your ego, a coach is just as good as, a, a, a coach is only as good as the players he has. You know, with that being said, Gary DeCesar had great players, but he just didn't appreciate players he had. All right? <laughs> so he was not a good so coach. I want to hear, I wanna hear your perspective. A good communicator communicates to their players, but respect the players. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Right? First and foremost. Have, yeah. If they have a father that was nice in basketball, you can't tell. Listen, how you going to tell me something? I'm watching the game. If you got guards shooting from 40 feet out, you got horses inside, him, Greg, Chris McRae, uh, 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 Pete, 
You know, uh, you got a bunch of dudes. You got Paul Elizabeth's guards bringing the ball. You go get a guy from France telling him to take all the shots. What kind of shit is that? I got to go across the Atlantic. I got kids from New York City. Ain't nobody nice in a kid from New York City. Yo, I remember I remember vividly. So you graduated St. Ray's in 99? 99, yeah. All right. So I say around, you was Vars sophomore year? You started? Well, actually, they, they, they kicked me out in sophomore year. St. Ray's for half a year or whatever. But you came back? And I came back. Okay. I went to Kennedy and I was going to play for J.C. Mathis. And um, uh. I was d- busting all their ass in practice over there. Uh, Tiny Archibald used to be in there yeah. practice every day. That's J.C. Mathis' man. Johnny Mathis, Robert not J.C. Yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny Mathis' man or whatever. So I tried to get the waiver to play in Muslim. The Caesar didn't sign it, so... I wound up coming back to St. Ray's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so that was your junior year you came back? Yeah, I came back. Right. We opened this gym up. Right. Uh, we opened this whole okay. facility up. I, re- I remember that because yeah, 97. 97. 97, yeah. You scared the shit out of me yeah. playing. Like, yeah. I, obviously, I'm rooting for St. Ray's. Yeah, yeah. But, yo, when I see you coming up down the court or, or you in the post, yeah. I felt so bad for the other team. I was, just, an, I was just an enforcer. Killer. It was like my best friends playing. My, my, Kenny Sadfield, Andre Barrett was my first point guard I ever played with. Yeah. I mean, basketball, period. Andre Barrett, Brandon Storrs, Kenny Sadfield. So I was spoiled with good guards and, you know, and good talent around my way. We started in Kids Bay. So then... um. Yeah, Gaucho, no, Kids Bay. We started Kids, Kids Bay, Kids Bay, and then I went to Gauchos. Right. You know what I mean? I remember, so, so Randy Randy Williams. I grew up with Rand. Me and Rand went at each other. That's so, uh, when we, we play against each other, me and Rand go at each other. But at the end of the day, that's my man. Right. Yeah. Right. After the game. You didn't give a fuck, though, when you were playing. I don't care who you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, that's you how was, you should play. You know See, I, mean? like, that's, I think that's the big difference I kind of think I got today. that from my pop. Like, he said, I, oh, I'll walk you to the bench. I'll walk you to the bench. Well, I saw you do it. I saw you do that shit. Yeah, like. You know, but it was just, I was competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, we grew up on that. And, like, around this neighborhood, we had none but talent. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it was a black cloud around it, but a lot of us was nice, but they didn't get to the next level because we got stuck in, you know, the the streets and right. uh, the e- our personal egos. And, you know, we couldn't hear nothing. And then I played for DeCizo, which, you know, was, was just a power freak. And he just wanted his stuff his way, mm-hmm. you know. And I wasn't for me. I wasn't with that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, but you, but you still. I, I was mean, an enforcer. You, you I was just an enforcer. I was an enforcer, and uh, it was funny. We was at IS eight, and I just finished busting uh, uh, Ron Artez's brother ass and them, and uh, when they played against uh, Daniel and them, yeah. when they played against Riverside, I was playing with Abyssinian Church. Me, a butter, and yeah. um, we played against them, and we was walking into IS eight, and Ron Ron was like, "Yo." The toughest dudes I ever played in in New York was Ant Glover and Carl Nixon. That's, and like, that's the two toughest I've, I've personally yeah. ever seen. You know what I mean? He was like, Ron Artez was just... That's their boy. Like I, you know, Ron my man, but he was telling, talking to somebody else and just giving me love and just natural love. You know what I mean? I was just an enforcer. Yeah, nah, you know? there's no question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and, why, and, yo, when I saw you today, I'm like, yo, you yeah. look smaller to me than... I'm just eating right yo, now. Because, yo, you was just on some, like, yeah, big, I'm just bigger right than light type and, shit. And... The, the next enforcer out of St. Ray's was my bro that was just here, the body Chris. snatcher, Chris McCray. Yeah. Um, yeah, he yeah, was, he was the next one right out. They called me baby, like he was like baby me. Right. He just didn't care. Chris used you know? to call me and, and say, it was like, good. stop him yeah. from beating him up in the wake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to go in on Chris, and that's why he really took it out of what's name. But it was no ins and outs. It was all just 110% on that court and whatever I got to do to get a job done. 
You know what I mean? Nah, I, it was. I mean, like I, that's one of my. I don't remember. Like I told you, I don't remember a lot of shit. Like I'm, I'm surprised that you remember so many names, Mr. Yeah. Carl, Mr. Nicholson. But like, I that was one of those vivid memories for me. Just watching you in the post, you and Vaughn Hunter yeah, for some yeah, reason, Vaughn, those stick nah, out. Vaughn, yeah, Vaughn was like was that just too. Like you just think bodying care. people. Yeah. yeah, Vaughn was a strong guard, and yeah, he was yeah. an undersized guard. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Vaughn was really supposed to be like a big man, but he started playing guard, and he was a strong guard. Yeah, he was a big so he kind of remind me of Charlton. Mm -hmm. You know, like similar in that way, that type of big body guard. Right. And Vaughn just knew how to use his body. So tell me, yeah. like, when, I mean, obviously you had the benefit of having this man in your life. Yeah. Which, by the way, it, that in and of itself is yeah. is rare, unfortunately, mm -hmm. in our right. communities, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. big you have, up. Right, exactly. I've been, blessed, I've been blessed to have my mom and pops together. They fought 40-some yeah. years they've been together. Um, majority of my friends didn't have that. Yeah. So, you know, some of my friends, their parents, crackheads, mothers, you know. Strong parents, out. Yeah, yeah, strong out. But they always loved that, that that bond we had with, you know, my pops and them. But, you know, growing up, my pops was working downtown. So, it was like he wasn't into the basketball. Like, cause mm. I don't know if you know, he coached Kimber Walker I, and, no, and Corey Fisher. I'm yeah, sure you're going to yeah, get yeah. into that later. But. He wasn't doing that then. He was downtown, suited Working, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sent us to the best program. Y'all gonna go to Gauchos. Y'all gonna go and get that knowledge, get that, that, knowledge way. that way. You know what I mean? So that helped us out a lot. Mm. You know and I mean? why? Why did you? I mean, I, I'm sure money was a big motivator for why you decided, you know, do the nine to five route. But like, sometimes parents make a decision not to be their kids' coaches. Was I that mean, a, a conscious so. decision in your mind? No. It, it, really wasn't. It was just the fact that I, I wanted working. to make the mess. The, the, I, I was in a program mm -hmm. uh, that Ernie Grunfeld got me in a program. Uh, former GM of the Knicks. Former yeah, GM, that's for, his former name. Former GM of the Knicks and former yeah. GM was of the Washington Bullets who yeah, just got released. Released. Some bullshit. Yeah, I saw that. Another millionaire that I knew from Queens for years. Great person. Y'all grew up together? That's how you know? Hey, Ernie, Bernie. I got pictures. Yeah, yeah, Bernard King. Yeah, yeah, that's his man. And we yeah. play at night, Billy Donovan. We play at night. Billy Donovan. Billy. Yeah. Mr. Niggas, you got to stop stunting on me. <laughs> You're stunting heavy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll of Dexes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's heavy. So he got me a job being an operations manager, being a trainer. You had two blacks in the city. You had 12 people in the program, two blacks. Mm -hmm. So I was trained to become an operations manager, Merrill Lynch. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, okay. So, but I was also like a ring for the basketball team. Of course. You know? so the corporate league. He used to play in that league, yeah. And we used to watch him. Avenue, 50 something street. Uh, he used to dog them. It's true. He used to dog them. So I put work in. Right. And you know, um, but so that's what happened. And then I mm -hmm. took my son, uh, he was playing at St. John's at the camp, and he was 12. And yeah. Ron Clario, who was writing hoop school, just like you're doing now, yeah, yeah. Dribble Drives, he was writing hoop school at that yeah. time. They had a paper. I remember that. I was number two. So I was number two, number my two first coming in the freshman year. They had Brian Woodward, number Brian one. Woodward, me, number two. They had Sat, Sat number three. three they right. had Majestic, number four. Right. Um, I, I wish I, 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 a little I, bit later, I, they I had, had Greg Martin with like seven, eight. I love to see that. And so what happened was that he became 14. He was invited to the youth game trials. Okay. Yeah. Now, I went to the youth game trials, but I was a casualty. I, I tried out. It was in Queens. But, you know, coaches have their own people. See, Kappa School had a lot of influence, man. So yeah. they have a lot of guys on the yeah. team already that they pick. Yeah, you they, trying they out, they already got their team already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I so played youth games for um, Town Hall, but me and my boy didn't get picked. But Red was from Van Buren got picked. And it depends on who your coach was. 
Like guys, she's had a lot of pull in the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As great as Mo won all the tournaments, but the she's had a lot of major pull. Yeah. You know, so yeah. his players would always get a, 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 a look. Yeah, a look. So what happened was that um, Carl was there. I was home and I got a phone call from a guy by the name of Kevin Jackson, and it was on Sunday. He said, um, yeah. "Is this Mr. Nicholson?" I said, "Yeah, how you doing?" He said, well, "I'm sitting here with Ron Rutledge, who plays for St. John's," and he said, "Your son is the best." He said that we spoke to um, Jack Curran. He's the okay. great coach from Malone. Yeah, yeah. Who coached basketball and baseball? and all the people down South Carolina, North Carolina, a lot of athletes, and he's played. Kenny, a lot of people. So he said that your son is the best freshman in the city. Jack Cummins said, and we want to invite him to the youth game trials. So I said, is that right? I said, damn, Carl, that's the procedure, son. So he said, we're gonna have trials at Fashion Institute tomorrow. Yeah, FIT. Go down there, mm-hmm. you have six hundred kids. Right. Well, already they got their mind about who they take. They so long story eyes. short. They picked the starting five was a guy by the name of Brian Woodward from Cardoza. 20, Brian Woodward from Cardoza. Uh, Omar Cook. O Cook. Oh, wow. It was Carl. Me. It Zach, was uh, Zach, Zach Williams from Christ the King. And uh, damn, who else had? Somebody else. And they had, a, they had a couple other We people. went to Alabama. Oh, Talik Brown. Oh, shit. Talik Brown always didn't make it. All right. But to show you how you know they had the team already, the day when they gave it away to, to tell the people who really made it, the they bags had all these and people, all that. They had the bags already made with people's names. With on names, it. So yeah, I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these kids coming every day, yeah. and they got the team. They still got the team. <laughs> yeah, that's how they got the back of the warm up. I said, man, that's the game goes. That was that was the version of the twenty five laps. They was trying to make it run. So they had to go to City Hall, and they had all the teams from New York. That's yeah, we went to Alabama. They went to Alabama. They rolled on the bus. Shit, on how was that? Yeah, yeah we, we went to we went to Alabama. Um, that's when I played again. The first time I played against Donnell Harvey, mm. and uh, I, I chipped his tooth. Where <laughs> elbow? Elbow. Yeah, like elbow. <laughs> Cause he was dogging everybody, and he was just manhandling everybody. I was just like, I'm that type of player. Like, all right, I got him. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you he's killing. He killing all my. He killing everybody. Zach, he he was a little laying. Zach was a little. You know, Zach was a little younger. Yeah. He was killing Zach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my man, Zach. But I, I got him. You know what I mean? So me and him about to you get his it ass in, to the, ready to, to fight and to all that. Yeah, but but he respected the gangster after that. Uh. You know? Well, just, I mean, after you chip somebody yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so, so, you know, that, that's what it was. That's how I played. That was just aggressive. Um, you killed Cardoza when we came. When oh, yeah, my senior year. That's, yeah, that was, was personal. That, was that, okay, I was going to say, was that, that personal? personal? That was Brian Williams, uh, you know, the one that could jump special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had, they had, who they had? Tremaine Singleton, too, right, bro? And they had... Uh, and 40. Brian, and 40. And, no, 20. And 20. Brian Woodward. I don't know mm-hmm. Brian yeah, Woodward went to uh, Rhode Island. Or? Yeah, so it, that was personal. But it wasn't because your dad went there? You yeah, were, it was personal it was. because my yeah, pops went there. I would have wanted it. Yeah. Ronda Clavio. I think that, that article, when it came out, it actually highlighted that. Yeah, that, that pops had went there. My and pops he, went he there. Then, then I, I, I was remember. supposed was to go news. to Cardozo, uh, <clears throat> with over there, and then Ron DeClavio. I was tight at him too because every year my shit, my strip was dropping. So I'm like freshman year, I'm up here. <laughs> Sophomore year, I got kicked out here. They kind of <laughs> shitted on me and forgot about me right. in the rankings and all that. Right. Meanwhile, I'm still playing AU, busting everybody ass AU. Well, Ron, you and, you but you know, it, right? you know so so. No. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that was, you know, I had fun against Cardoza, though, that game. I think I had like 18 and 13, something like that. But it was just personal. So, so wait, so before we get into what happens after, so Paulie, yeah. you're three years younger? Yeah, that yeah. baby boy. My senior, when I was a senior, he was a freshman. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, I remember everybody talking about that. 
Freshman Friday shit. My brother like, nah, I ain't, I ain't worrying about that. You ain't get no tickets Big for the pool? In the, nah, I'm good. Nah, he, <laughs> good. he ain't have to worry about that. He had, <laughs> my brother had to kind of stamp, you heard? So he yeah, didn't walk you, in and create yeah. his own lane nah, after that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that yeah, fucking, and I was way before Yeah, this motherfucker in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember my freshman Friday. Yeah, and, and, I, I, and I had Ernest Brown and all them and Jamal Fields and them. I seen this. They like, they ain't going to do nothing to see Nick. So I hung out with them. Wait, wait, before we get to Paulie. So... Your name is Carl Nickerson yeah. with a K. With a K. But everybody calls you C Nick. Yo, for years, man. Why? It just, it just made sense story. from back in the days. Like, I forgot who started that. Somebody shit. fucked up your name, spelled with it with a C, C right? and kept it's it moving. Man, no, it's been like that for years. Like, to this day, yeah, I don't, people don't call me Carl. No. To this day. That's I know. Right. So it's like, it's C Nick. You C-Nick, even C-Nick. tell people I'm C Nick. C Nick. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> ran with it. Nobody called me Carl. You as well. They call yeah. you C Nick. They call him C Nick or Mr. Nick. You know, we create our own, you know, legacy with C Nick. That's so funny. Yeah, it is funny. It's hilarious. But it's good. I just ran, I just ran with it. You know, it should sound better than K-Nick. Right, with a K, right. Yeah, it sound better than K-Nick. So I just yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You yeah. got more street cred. Yeah, yeah. But, you it's easier know. to roll all the time. So, Paulie, you're three years. Mm-hmm. So, you, you kind of already had a, a legacy inside of St. Raymond yeah, yeah. that you had to kind of, well, you didn't have to, but was right. laid out before you, right? right? So, you obviously playing basketball. How was that experience? Now you coming into St. Ray's, mm-hmm. and then you got Carl ahead of you, and then now you're trying to make your own way. It was just even growing up, like from day one. Mm. My pops just told you his story for half an hour. Like right. it goes on longer than that. Yeah. So from day one, I had the rock in my hand when I was five or six years old, and my pops already told me I was gonna be a baller. So it wasn't like he gave, he always gave us the opportunity to do what we wanted to do, as far as you know, just playing all different sports, doing different things in the sports and the culture wise. But I already knew I was going to be a baller. You see, your father's nice. Because yeah. I told my kids, mm-hmm. y'all not doing shit until you go and do basketball seriously for a little mm-hmm. while. Nah, he and was, then y'all have an opportunity. It's funny, I, I have a quick funny story. I remember I was, on, I was on the swim team at Kids Bay. Yeah. yeah. And at one time, it was like 20 degrees below zero. I'm in the pool swimming. My pops coming in. Yo, what the fuck you doing? You got basketball practice right now. <laughs> and, and Alan Ray and Curtis Stinson on that was, that's my That's my, yeah. my boy. That was my backcourt back lineup. And I'm like, nah, I don't feel like going to practice today. He's like, yo, you going to get out this pool. You get the fuck out this water. <laughs> We played over. The name of Kip Spade, the swimming team was Mako. He said, Dad, I'm a Mako, though. I said, I'm get your ass. <laughs> <laughs> 20 degrees, bro. I'm going to swim. Mako. I said, you're going to get knocked out. But get your ass out there. Honestly, honestly, growing up, I'm, I, was with, I was with whatever. We was good at, you know, when you're from the hood, you naturally yeah, you gravitate to everything. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. first show was baseball. Was it flag uh, football, baseball, yeah, right. whatever it was? Swimmers in the hood, don't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm nice. I'm, I'm still I'm nice to the day. <laughs> nah, he, he swam, played ping pong. He's he, he, uh, he was 20th in the nation in ping pong. Word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hell yeah. I played in the U.S. Open. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, the pool. On a basketball, on a basketball standpoint, you know, you gotta remind you, like when I came in as a my my brother was a senior. He was at the height of his, right. his prime time everybody knew him but before that just growing up in the city when he was 13, 14 he was number one in the city so when I was 8 and 9, 10 people were looking at me like that the same the, way the second so I already was you know you ever walked in the shadow, shadow of a path of a giant right. I was already walking in his shadow right. From day one, so it was it was an easy transition for me. Like everybody knew me once I came so, in, and you embraced it. I, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I never was one of those people that don't want to be like my brother or my pops. I mean, pops. there's like, a lot of people like I mean, that. There's a lot of weirdos yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. That's why he, <laughs> like, he, he was see he was different than me though, and in, in the fact that my brother is more laid back and now he wasn't that voiceless like me. Like I I didn't care. You know what I mean? Like I had that street too much. Son, street I know, I know. At that age, right? you know. I watched it. I kind of it kind of bit me in the ass sometimes. 
when I sit back and analyze. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes. you know, yeah, a lot of times, you know, <laughs> it, it bit me in my ass a lot. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But I don't regret nothing. Can't. You know, my my thing with, my thing with that, honestly, like I, I live my life like that to this day. I'm a point guard. Mm. By nature no, and, and by design. So like how I how I live is I gotta make sure my shooters is scoring, my bigs is happy. So I live my life like that too in business and everything I do. Mm. So I, I knew like I had to be level headed because I'm a point guard, I'm a captain more often than not. Right. I'm a leader. When we run the track, I, I hate track, I gotta come top three regardless, or or one. So I always lived my life like that. So I was always like my brother said, a little laid back and more like more analyze everything before everything. I make a move because I know like it, it affects my whole team. Ah, and that's I, and that's yeah. translated like you said yeah. off the court. Hell yeah! To so, day. so tell me, I, I, we kind of going all over the place. Yeah. I know, you know, from our conversation, mm-hmm. I find it really interesting what you accomplished in college. Thank right. You, bro. So you went to Clark Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You were an athlete, a student athlete. Yeah. But tell us. Uh, it feels like from our conversation, you, yeah, you were an athlete and you did well there. Right. But you're even more proud of some other things that you accomplished there. You yeah, t- tell us t- I don't want to well, steal your thunder. Well, I was no, nah, you got it, bro. Um, I was the first student athlete to ever become the business, the president of the business school at Clark. Make some noise! Make some noise! Cause that yo, I don't give a shit what school you at. Right. It could be bumfuck college, right. yeah, that's big. business program. Period. Doesn't right, matter right, where. Right, Accredited right, university. Right, that right. shit is hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Being a student athlete and getting any degree. I don't give right. a fuck if it's sociology. Yeah. People don't understand. Yo, it is yeah. fucking because right. yo, check check sure, this. Especially collegiately, you're talking about yeah. you are a hired gun right. to be an athlete. That's exactly. really what you're supposed to be. Yeah, there. yeah that's it. Right. So for you to go ahead and excel that way, right. But then also be the president of the business school? Yeah. Son, I took business classes. Wasn't for me, baby. Yeah, yeah. And I was not a student athlete. I was a, I was a brain. Right. And that shit fucked me up. So, you know what it is? It was just like, it was really for me, it was just being, I, I was used to stuff. Like, I'm from the BX. So we was used to, you know, getting girls. We were used to going out. We were used to experiencing different things. So I went, when I went away to Clark Atlanta University, which is a predominantly Female dominated school. Poor you. Atlanta, Georgia, the craziest night park. It's night 10 scene. to 1. It's, it's crazy. It's even more than that. Paulie, dick down, but, Nickerson. Oh, nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> but even like. You got a lot of nerve in them, too. Don't that's yeah. good. No, that's like, good. I, I, it's I, a good balance. Like, I tell kids to the day, it's, it's cool to be smart. It's not cool to be yeah. dumb. Yeah. Like, you never yeah. want to be the dude in the class with the class clown. That's, like, that's cool. That's why to this day, Joe Godoy gets the middle finger because he used to make fun of me all the time. But, like, you know, like, when I was when I was in school, sometimes. When they was going to the party, I was going to the library. Sometimes wow. when they were going to hang out with the chicks, I'm telling them, I'm, I'm about to go to the library. Yo, but why, why? I didn't care. You, the discipline to do. Again, think, think yeah. about what you're doing. Right. You're leaving the Bronx, yeah. right? I don't care how uh, sophisticated or mature you are mentally. Right. You're leaving the Bronx right. to go away to school for an extended period of time. Yeah. Partying and associating socially tends right. to be the. the First thing on people's mind. Right. I don't give a fuck if you a valedictorian right. or the the right. dumbest kid in the right. class. Right. That is a very appealing thing. Right, right, right. For you to be able, and I don't know, you know, it's probably your freshman year was probably mm-hmm. a little bumpy compared mm-hmm. to the rest. But mm-hmm. like, for you to say, "Yo, I know something clicked in your head that said, yo, I know if I if I skip this shit right. and I go this route, right. this is gonna pay off." Right. What was that? Like, how did you come to that understanding? It was just my pedigree. Like, mm. like, my pops. Like, I had my pops and my moms my whole life. We super blessed. Like, my pops is the father to the hood. Like, mm. my cousin Joe's here. My pops is the father to him. My pops mm. is the father to 
30 of my best friends in, in Castle area. My pops is a father yeah, to sad. Reg Freeman yeah. and Sat and all sad. those other guys, basketball legends. They look at him as a father figure. So yeah. I just knew going away, like I couldn't go home and disappoint. Mm. And it's not for nothing, school's easy for me. I've been on the honor yeah, roll since kindergarten. He barely studied. He want, he's gifted like it's that. Magic. He barely studied. I was, studied. In, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. in all the honors <laughs> classes at St. Ray's, yeah. all of that. It was light for me. So I, I, I will tell I will tell everybody to this day, like I did as much partying, having fun as everybody in college, right. yeah. more than a lot of people. Right. But I also graduated with honors cum laude. Yeah, but you put time. And then I got my and then I got my MBA straight oh, I'm too. Sure. So you know I, sure. I, I put the time in. I just and I just knew that I always wanted to be different. Like I never cared about fitting in. But like so, your mindset is mm-hmm. phenomenal because you you could bust your ass working hard. Right. And not get anywhere. Right. Right. Working smart counts right. ten times, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling you, how difficult my educational background. I was always expected to do very well. Right. Sell education, yeah. you know, right. educated. My athletics was ah, but yeah. in in the mental capacity, I was supposed to be like always top notch. Yeah. Yo, how I tell you, that shit was the most difficult for me. And now, as an almost forty year old man, I can tell you the reason why. Right. My the way I prioritize things was not the best. And it sounds like you were able to Good do point. that. You mastered that shit yeah. early. Because yeah. you knew, all right, I'm going to go have my fun and do my thing. Right. But I know I got to bang out these books. For yeah. whatever the motivation, your yeah. dad, your family, the hood, whatever. Right. Like, I, I got to give you props because, yo, it's yeah. not a lot of... Like, and you're you. you, you younger than I am. Right. So, it's it's Yeah, way more disciplined than, yeah, like, than me. A couple years, like us, me, you, and my cousin, we had way more... My brother had the more discipline than us. Yo, and it's crazy because if time, you look outside you know, the window like, right now, you don't see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't, it's worse than when we grew up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? A lot yeah, of these kids don't have backwards. a fucking clue. Yeah. Well, 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 it is. They caught up in Fortnite and video yeah, gaming yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's too much social media stuff. You know what it is, too? Not to cut you up, Pops. I just, like, I realized the business of sports early. So I knew that I right, everybody might not go to the league, everybody not might not get go overseas, but it's people that own the basketball team. Like I rather own the league, I rather own a franchise and play in the NBA, and that's one of my goals Shit. now. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, because I'm like I used to always look and be at the games. And you see ten thousand people in the stands. You see people collecting the money. You see people doing the books. And I'm like, yo, how much how much he get paid for that? How much they get paid for that? How, how long does it take to promote something to bring ten thousand people together? Then I started analyzing like that, and I'm like, all right. I'd rather go pro in life than go pro in ball. Oh, I need a, that's a t-shirt. Yeah. If I start selling that t-shirt, you're getting 10%. Nah, yeah, at least. I just need, I just need yeah. At least. Yeah. Good. At least. Yeah. I, I hope you get the licensing deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, but, was, that, was, that, was, that was his, but he's always been like that. Um, one of the things about Paul, he's young. See, Carl was, Carl was had a lot of, of being, um, they both have different things. I mean, he's got that, he's always got, Carl's got that tenacity, like I'm yeah, not he's taking a fucking him beast. Nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm going on you. Right <coughs> off the top, like I could, I could be on A, but I could go to Z in half a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. so, um, sure, time. So, sure. Take the cork off for champagne, but you can't put it back on. Right, right. right. <laughs> you made me go there. Just come. Right. We're a smooth romp, and now you make me go there. Now you can't put it back on. But right. you know that's gonna happen. You know, but um, uh, but that's the thing. Like I always tell my kids, life is a long distance race. Saint Quentin miles be beat up. You know, fifty miles an hour. That's the key to longevity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yo, you shocking me, you shocking me, kid. You do 60 but 50 for longevity, yep. all right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have to eyes open and notice everything, you know, but aspire to be as great as you can mm-hmm. and respect everybody. How how are you? So you're, you're the father of these gentlemen. Right. How do you feel as far as your job as a dad? How, like, what would you grade yourself raising these children? As and a dad, what, what kind of pride do you get from these I, guys? I, as a dad, if it's 100, I'm a buck 50. Mm. I'm happy that my sons are 
could be on their own and understand the sacrifices. So as a father, these guys are very happy. Story about Paulie, little story. Uh, I went to Paulie, visit Paulie's school in Clark, Atlanta, and I went there and um, he, I went to his class, and it was a Chinese class, it was stats, something crazy, some business class he had. So, so I go in there, and Paulie's in class, and the whole class, man, Joe, is sitting on one side of the room, and Paulie's sitting on the other side of the room by himself. Wow. That impressed me, and the Chinese dude was teaching. So as I peep in, I see him sitting over there by himself. I'm like, what is he doing? But what he's actually doing is like, I'm, I'm gonna show you the way I am. Even though there's seats over there, I'm gonna sit over here by myself. So after class, the teacher was talking to me about him, all right? Mm -hmm. And then another thing you don't know, I'll tell you a story about Carlton, another thing you don't know is that Paulie, if you go to Clark Atlanta Business School, Paulie mm -hmm. was the most valuable player his first year mm -hmm. and he was on the all-academic team for mm -hmm. two years in a row. Now, you only got five guys on the all-academic team in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you wow. got 15 guys on the team and there's 14 teams. You do the math. Wow. Yep. All right? So he was on all that all-academic team two years in a row. So um, I go there, all right, and I look in the business school. I'm walking through the airport, me, and I'm talking with Kenny Smith at this time. Mm -hmm. And Kenny's like, we get off the plane. He said, yeah, my cousin's playing against Clark Atlanta. I said, yeah, my son is going to bust your cousin's head. <laughs> <laughs> right. We talk, he said, yeah, okay, I'll see you later. And I look in the, and I look on the, uh, the, book, the, the, the billboards, you walk through the airport, I said, oh, shit, it's my son up there. His picture was up his there. His picture's yeah, up still there. Is. All right? Still there? Yeah, now, yeah. so long story short, his picture is in front of Clark Atlanta Business School with him, yeah. a girl, and another guy. Years yeah. later. Yep, yeah, still. You, right, you still the promo. Still, you get royalties for that? It's big. Oh, it's big. It's big like that. You got a picture of him on your phone. I'm going to Atlanta soon. I'm going to go peep that. If you see him, another girl, a girl. To me, that's the most impressive thing that you can say. That's dope. And then on senior night, when he's getting ready to graduate, I, I rolled down, I went down there, yeah. and um, his athletic director uh, asked me, what's Paulie doing after graduation? I said, well, if you don't go overseas to play ball, I love him to get a master, but I said, I don't got no money. She said, I'll pay for him. Yeah. What? She paid for his masters. Yeah, yeah she paid for How many years did you do after? Two? Just two, yeah, straight through. Yeah, he went straight but through. She paid, but she paid for So that, to me, it's like about as hard as, as as far as you could go with respect. When they put your picture someplace, 100%. okay, hundred percent. With Carl, the same thing with Carl is 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 hundred percent as far as like Carl was always a guy with nine lives. Mm. More, more than all of them, he's I got three sons. My oldest son Keith, he's a county. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. um, and I was the type of father when you played because nobody never came to my, my games. I would go where you, where your team is at. Like, let's say you're playing football, I go with, on the side with you. Right. All right, say, man, you only doing shit. <laughs> you, you ain't blocking nobody, you doing nothing. I go, I go in on you. I mean, because I drove away over here, man. Who? Yeah, not for nothing, too. Pops came to every game across wow. America. Wow. When he was in school in New Mexico, when yeah. I was in school in Georgia, he went for me and my visit to school in Oklahoma. I gave up a cruise. He drove. I had a, I had a cruise book. <laughs> To go on a cruise, I gave up the ticket yeah. to go with this this boy here to Oklahoma. Well, driving three hours. Y'all drove from, it? No, no, no. no, no oh, we flew oh. to Oklahoma, of course. We got but I had to shit. We got flewed out. But like, just I'm just saying, just as far as going to games, like you know how hard it is. Like you might have a little man right now, or your little nephew or son. My you can't daughter, make his game. It's hard sometimes, yeah. But he at every single game. Like it didn't even feel right. I'm on a layup line. I'm looking around. We're popping. Like, oh, he said, "All right, let's go." Well, I come and make a noise. And I was, I was anywhere up and down the East Coast or across yeah. America. Seriously, like that's now when crazy. I think about it now, I'm like, yeah, that dedication was. Yo, that's just that's hard. a different type of dedication. That's hard. Because like, even this morning, my niece had a first communion. You're tired right now. I couldn't make my niece first communion this morning. I'm thinking about stuff like that. 
nephew. I knew he was making all of that. even work. But that's that's motivation. Yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah. like, I mean, especially now, older. I don't know. I know. You, I don't think you have any children. Do you no, have kids? I have three daughters. See, so yeah. you understand that more now. Yeah. Then probably when you were coming up, you yeah. didn't really appreciate it. Cause yeah. I mean, juggling one kid is tough. Three, yeah. is tough. Man. I got three. I know. And then when he there, he let you know he there. I remember one time we were playing a Tim Thomas Players Tournament, and they had like glass a glass wall on the gym or something like that. And he was on the ref's ass. Yeah. And the ref kicked him out. <laughs> And then right after that, he was banging on the glass after the whole time. I was like, hey, yeah. Recall the place. Nah, was that, in yeah, Jersey? He, yeah, in Jersey. Yeah. When he came in the gym, you knew he was there. Nah, they showed him over there. It wasn't a secret. I know that. I'm there. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, who's that? I said, Mr. Nick. What's the, what's the, what's the, do you have like a signature sound that you used no, to? No, I just come in the gym and everybody. Like, oh, yeah, right. Let's go. <laughs> Like and, and so like like put a pancake right here. You know what he be saying? So, Your raffle game you watching? Oh, so they off the rip. Yeah, yeah. No matter what, he's on the ref's side. I tell Carl, man, body him, man. Take the body. Man, your body. And see, I'm my son's biggest critic. Right. I want to hear that shit. Body him. Go go to work on him. Paulie, go buy him. All right. Um. And 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 with Carl, when they played, my, the thing I loved about it was that when they would put work in and make me proud as a dad because I see you taking my gene and take it on. Mm-hmm. There's no challenge that you can't accomplish. Right. Mm-hmm. All right? Your goals are what you set. And when you set them, you go for them. You don't step back from them. You don't fear nobody, man, because you're living a, a quality, you're living a, a good life. You have theology in your blood. You know, you're a good person. You go yeah. hard, though. On the court, you talk to the dude later. Yeah. All right? So he was a gangster. So I love that about him, you know, like he didn't take no shorts. Right. All right, just like, so change the important on defense. You got to play, and then on offense, he had his own game, his dribble game. So I love that about them, you know, and, and, and the story about Carl, I went to see him in New Mexico. Like, this kid. <laughs> Caper City, man. I mean, like, you know, Carl was going to forget about him. Carl got more capers than he got on TV. You know, he survived. <laughs> That's why I say he's bigger than a cat. I mean, I got all kind of phone calls. I one day I'm, I'm home, man, tell you a story around the home, Joe. So late night, I get a 1.30 phone call. Hello? I'm like, hello, who's this? Miss Nixon, this you? He said, yeah. He said, my name is, um, I'm, I'm a lawyer. My name is Kathleen. So I said, what? He said, yeah, your son just got arrested down there. So what are you talking about? In New Mexico for strong arm. That's that, was, that was in Florida. 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 Strong arm? Yeah. That's a crime? Said, nah. What the fuck is that? What are you talking about? That's a regular day in the Bronx. She said, yeah, she said, but I could fix it for a thousand. You know, oh, she said, shit. Yeah. what are you talking about? So long story short, somebody robbed their watches. They took some money. And him and the kid and, from, from you know, Brooklyn, the kid named Smoke, who coached South Shore, the head coach of South Shore High School. Okay. They said, we ain't waiting for the coach. We're going to handle this New York style. Yeah, right? yeah, we, so they told we dragged the, coach the kid they, inside the house and, yeah. and whipped <laughs> him out. So they, they whipped the kid out. Right before practice. Now, you know, well, well, just for practice, man. Yeah. And we run into the practice van. <laughs> <laughs> we already warmed up. Pull over, pull over the van. Oh, oh shit. Bro, y'all two come out, man. Yeah, yeah. We whipped him out. Another time, I get a call. Miss Nixon, what? This is such and such. I'm such such a dad. Who's dad here? Shirley. Your son called, borrowed a car, and hit a moose with it. A deer. Oh. What are you talking about? You're in New Mexico. What are you doing driving this car? Why are you hit a deer? Wait, wait, wait a second, man. Yo, this stuff goes on and on. And on. <laughs> another time, it's a car, so another time, I get a car, so what? Yeah, Mr. Nixon, yeah, uh, uh, I just want to let you know that cars being disciplined. What for? Well, he went outside at night. They're supposed to be in, in study hall. He went outside. They came back a little high. You know, they just drinking beer or something like that. So you got to punish him for 30 days. He got to walk around with his gun on him. That's why I went to military, military school. Military you went to military school? school? Yeah, oh, junior college. Yo, you talking about Cape? Wow. Yeah, my another, sophomore year. Yo, this kid full of cat. Another time yeah. I get a call. Since I go All to the call, call 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 calls. Mm. He's, he's going to summer school at night in Mexico. So I said, Dad, how much you call? He said, Dad, 600. So I said, okay, 600. 
I called Lee. How's my son doing? He said, was great when he was here. So we dropped out about you did? weeks ago. Yeah, I dropped out of that shit. <laughs> so we tell him, tell him, tell him. I dropped out of class in <laughs> midway, <laughs> midway through. Wait, wait, wait. You, know, you know, making moves down there or something, doing something else. I said, what the fuck? Yeah, I dropped out. Yo, so wait, you went. <laughs> <laughs> After you graduate high school, where, where was uh, the next stop? I went to funny because you know the SAT. Go right. back to the SAT. Um, I was th- I was 30, 30 credits short. What we eight forty, right? They're like we need an eight forty. I had an eight ten. Oh, so to I'm what like, to qualify like, damn, for? To go straight on and go play. I'm like, damn, what I'm gonna do? I ain't want to go red shirt nowhere. So I said, all right, I'm going to go to prep school. Mm-hmm. What's the name? So I went to St. Thomas Moore. Um, I'm up there with Jeff McMillan, Julian Sensi, Carl Krauser. Mm. Um, I'm up there killing, doing what I got to do. Um, then we went to, I was I was still eight. With the age, I still had the age where I could play certain tournaments, you know? And um, <laughs> we in fucking uh, Vegas. And I'm walking down Listen to the story. Uh, Vegas. I see Artie Green. I don't know Artie Green. I was my first coach, Kid Bay. He's coaching New York Ravens. Okay. So yeah. just I see Chris McCray, Chris McKay, Julius. Were you was with them? Yeah, right? yeah. I see them. I see them that summer. They were like, Yo, see Nick. What's good? Yo, what you doing in here? Vegas. In Vegas. Random. I'm playing. I'm playing with the Broncos. God bless the dead Doc. I don't right. know if you heard the, the, the Broncos, Master Square Broncos. Yep. You know, so I'm playing with Smoke. We got a crew too. We busting everybody ass. He like, <laughs> he like, yo, what you doing here, Carl? Uh, I thought you'd have been locked up or something. Oh shit! Yeah, I thought you got the season. Yeah, so so they got me disqualified. Cause you gotta remember that was Adidas tournament. Sonny oh, Vicario, that that's his right hand man. Yeah. So they got us disqualified at the tournament. You see my face? You know what wow. I mean? They got me disqualified. But I graduated from St. Ray's, yes. But I had, you know, you could, this prep school shit, they had that post-grad year where yeah, you, yeah. they allow you to go get your yeah, SAT. I have my SAT now. I'm good. So now we're just trying to get a little bit more exposure. And I'm playing good. I'm back in shape. I'm playing with people I like to play with. Carl, Carl Krauser, yeah, who wouldn't like to play with him. Brother. You know what, what I mean? My, His head coach. They got they kicked us out the tournament. Well, so we were, so then we went to another tournament in Cali. And that's when we took the tournament over there. And we played against TJ uh, Ford, Ford yeah. and uh, Daniel Ewan. I mean, what a with the kid Ewan. Yeah, 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 yeah Dan, Dan Ewan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing good. It just he just no. they just thought that because I graduated, I was too old for a tournament and stuff. No, like that. that's so that, I got that, kicked that, out. That, it was just what's the same. So I went through a lot of stuff in high school. And it's not here, I'm not here to. Bad mouth this season, this and that, but it was a hard. I had a hard time with that man. Listen, man, it's got to be tough. No, That's man, tough so. as a student athlete, you know what people don't understand about student athletes is that you got to go to class, and the coach still wants you on the court a certain time every day. Every day. So sometimes twice think, a day. Yeah. So people think athletes are dumb. You're not dumb. You're very, nah. It's very hard to juggle that. It's very yeah. difficult because you're young, and your father or mother, if you live with them, they're not dealing with you. Right. Yeah. You know, you like you go home, you on an island, but you got to yeah. time manage yourself. You still want to be a kid your age. You still want to party. You still want to yeah. see your, your boys call boy, what you doing? We got something to do over there. You got to be like, do I go? I got to practice. And the coach be like, I don't care what you're doing. I was so too, sh- I was too street for him, day. I guess. I was too street. Nah, you know, but even like, fast forward that, though, you got to tell him about the other accomplishments because that's not where it stopped. Oh, no, that's not where it stopped. Um, you know, I came back and um, I started working with the kids. I, well, I've been doing that since I was mm-hmm. a kid. My first, <laughs> since summer youth, I worked with my pop my first year. Then the next year, I had my own crew. 
of how uh, remember I had the kids the housing crew okay. where they go clean up the so nature. yeah so that that's just natural my pops is an educator and and it was just natural where then I started um, working with the kids and um, I'm working with some sports and arts for a little while and then I ran to you could have been bitter but I ran I ran to another program Should called Children of Promise <laughs> and kind of. Kind no, of you gotta tell them you got a state, you got a championship at Delta State and all that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I oh, got. That's light. I, that's light. Just that's a little champion. I, I mean, I mean, always been a oh basketball. Yeah, I always yeah. been a champion. Um, uh, my freshman year, I went to West Palm Beach. Mm. Um, that's nice down there. Yeah, I, I was too busy in Miami from Thursday to Sunday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't get Do shit. I, I ain't know? get shit done. Do I want to know? I ain't get shit done. I, I think I got like. 20, four, 20 credits out of the whole year. Uh, I thought you were going to say three, four kids yeah, know so, about. So I, then I had to go to summer school to get my to be eligible to play again. Then I went to New Mexico Military Institute. Okay. Um, I, I averaged a double-double down there. Mm. I was the only sophomore on the team. And then... Um, so I, that's un, everybody was senior? Like, no, everybody uh, was a freshman. Oh, it was a junior it. college. Were, so I was the only sophomore. Got so... You know, oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. we did real good. We went to conference, and um, I was supposed to go to Texas, El Paso, they, or San Francisco. They showed them. They, they showed flew them. to okay. my house. This is what they did. The guy comes in from University of San Francisco, head coach. Mm. Comes in with his sports jacket, white buttons. Head coach flies in from the San Francisco. Bill Russell's old school. Yeah. San Francisco yeah. Dons. Comes to the house. He says, uh, "You know, you know, she don't keep my babies and rice, man. You know." He comes in, and says, uh, "I came to see your son. I want to sign your son." Comes in with the book, the whole thing. Came to the Bronx. Came to, to talk the to y'all. To my house. <clears throat> you know, when a guy really wants you, he comes to your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can write. When you get letters, Carl got letters. Yeah, it don't mean got letters. Letters don't mean unless they're handwritten. Then they really want you. Yeah. All right? Because you know yourself, man. You know, so flew into the house and I'm staying in Newark. I came to my sister coach because sister coach had seen Carl play. said, listen, man, I want this kid. He said, I flew 3,000 miles to get your son. He's going to start for me. He's going to play the guard position. A small forward, he's gonna take the, the little guards inside and take the small forwards off the dribble. Hmm. He's starting, he's gonna play 32 minutes a game. I want your son. You want something to eat now? I want something to eat. He gave some beans, right? He said, damn. So he's going in. Yeah. He's eating two plates now. He's like that. <laughs> he wasn't hungry. Right, right. <laughs> so he says, he opens up the opens up the bag. He got his pen, he got his uh, magazine with his picture on it. Oh. He got his class schedule. Yep. I want your son badly. I want to sign him. I flew in tonight. I'm flying out tomorrow, man. <clears throat> I called the guy, so this guy, the head coach of San Francisco, just came in there and see <coughs> They went in over there where he's playing in New Mexico, and they tell him, no, nah, don't worry about it, because we're in the playoffs. And he's like, Dad, you know. Yeah, I, I was, to to I was too busy. In the, the, too busy, caught up. Caught the up. Coaches they selling him a dream. Yeah. Instead of taking my visits and taking advantage of all my visits, right. you know. But as a dad, I'm, I'm, I'm respecting his. Sure, his decision, yeah. Because I had Texas Tech on error. me. I had Texas Damn. El Paso Texas on me. That's when Bobby Knight was yeah. there. He you know? he, used to, he liked me heavy, Bobby Knight. Uh, he took one of the other players from my team. But this guy flies um, in. Shit, right. You right. right. Then right. I got kind of um, discouraged with basketball. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just wanted to make a little money. And then mm -hmm. I met an ambassador family down there. It was Italian. And he took me in to cook and taught me how to cook. So I opened two restaurants with him. And I lived down there for like a year and a half more. And then I had two years of eligibility left. Got more of my money spent. And then right. it so happened I wound up going to school in New Mexico. I mean, New, um, Mississippi, okay. Delta State Division Two, where my f senior year I played junior and senior year. My senior year we were number one for what, eleven weeks, uh, Division Two, mm. and uh, we went to the conference and lost in the second round. 
But um, a lot of my money. Well, yeah, I won junior year, though, right? <laughs> yeah, we we won, no, we won the conference. We won the conference my yeah. senior, year, but we lost in the yeah. you know the NCAA thing. Got so it. I finished off my basketball like that, and then I just started working with these kids. And, well, he's uh, probably living on the dorm. I'm calling Lee on the dorm. He's there, dorm yeah, I had a crib. But he's living with a girl. So, you know, he said Cape Map, but he's like the black Macaulay call. He's talking about yeah. He's got more Cape than he got people on the street walking. Yeah, that's funny, yeah. man. Yeah, so listen, so now I'm supporting him. Right. I'm paying his phone, his girl's phone. I'm sending money down there, 300 to 400 Yo, Pop, why you blowing me up, son? Yo, 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 I got him up. So I'm like, wait a second. So he said, he came one day and said, Dad, how would you feel about being a father? Being a what? A grandfather? What are you talking about? Now he got a kid. So I'm like... Which happened to be born on your birthday. Born so. on my birthday. Uh, no mistake about it. Creamy. Oh, wow. Creamy, yeah. Seven months. So. Wait, you got three girls? Three girls. Um, Kennedy, Kennedy just turned 12, April 9th. My daughter's birthday is today. That's why I said this is oh, a special so. day that we did say May 11th. Because I had Tauruses, my, Tauruses. My youngest, I had her first communion for before this, and then I came to here. And then uh, my, my other daughter's birthday is today. So. That's dope. Well, happy birthday to her. Yeah, Kaylee. So, so. you want to know that kid who was like, that kid that's in the family, that's yeah. the kid. Yeah, yeah. I was, so like, I was, I was like, kind of like the black sheep. That's the, funny. The, the, you know. Money spent? Yeah. Hey, we can't be counting all that. That's no, no, in the that past. Nah. Don't be regretting nothing. Nah. <laughs> so, so where are we today, Mrs. Nicholson? What are you into today? Well, what are right you now? Right now, today, uh, I work at a, a elementary school. As you know, I um, did high school, junior high school for, for ten years. I work at mm-hmm. elementary school uh, with little kids on 180th Street, South Boulevard. Oh wait, wait, we didn't talk about Kemba. Oh, we, we how did Kemba cross paths? How did Kemba cross? Well, I worked at IS 174. <coughs> I had the pleasure of having. Uh, Kimball, Corey Fisher. Mm-hmm. First. Yeah, Corey. Corey was first. Yeah, yeah. When I had Corey, uh, Kimball made the team. Junior to play for me, I had Terrell Marcus. To play for me. T. Marcus. Uh, T. Marcus, you have to be, you have to be very special. All right. In because, what way? Well, you have Athletically? to have character. Okay. After you have to have a game. You have to be able to take um, instruction. Uh, you can't be a punk. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, you got to understand that it ain't but one voice. That's mine. So, you know, John Thompson was a great, I have, so I had a little bit John Thompson me, uh, John Wooden, mm. I'm like that. Uh, I could slow, I could throw Mr. Knight in there, I'm like that. See, when I'm talking to you, if you're not paying attention, I'm gonna slap you upside your head. Like, <laughs> I can see because, that. Yeah, I'm I not playing, because I, because I wanna grow young men. I want you to graduate school, I want you to be a young man going in the street, not going around cursing at everybody, mm. showing respect, showing discipline. We go there on the bus, you give up your seat to all the ladies on the bus. You understand? Yeah. You talk a certain way. When I see you in class, if you're acting stupid, man, I'm gonna go in there and kick the desk over with you in it. Man. If you're special, I'm gonna make you ready. For all the special <laughs> kids out there, all right, if ain't nothing wrong with you, you ain't special, if your ass is regular, you just need to get your ass slapped upside your head the right way and stop it, all right? Because the doors are closing your face, they won't open. Uh-huh. The parents out there who allow their kids to be like that, you're doing them a disservice. They cute now, you think, but later on they're not gonna be cute. No, it's get gonna... up, you get a job, and go out there and work. All right, so you don't have to pimp your kid for that check. Mm. All right. So with that being said, because the streets is unforgiving. <clears throat> all right. And undefeated. And undefeated. Got a million victories, no losses, just <laughs> like that corner. All right. You stay on there long enough, you know where you're going. All right. So yeah, penitentiary, cemetery, the hospital. The ground still be there. You just another face. That's right. So you know, so I work with kids. 
and Kimba, um, I had Corey and Kimba, and when I had Kimba, I said, you'd be the 14th guy on the team. He said, why, Coach? He said, you got to wait your turn. I got other guys. So my junior high school record was something like 212 and six. Mm. And out of those six games, it was like scrimmage years, they cheated us or whatever, whatever. But I won two junior high school championships in the city of New York. I won one at Hostos College with Corey. And um, mm, I won another one with Kimball at St. Francis College. Mm. Mm. The city department of education first unified championship where they just had started this, it's called the Champs Tournament. Yeah, Cooperative, just... healthy, attitude, motivates positive students. Okay. Right? So the first year was 2004, I won that championship with Kemba. So with Corey and them, we won a championship at Hostos, and then I had a championship with Jason Ward and uh, Darrell and them. I won a lot of championships for 99. So my junior high school, I coached 174, which is right behind Kitts Bay, and I had the hood. Soundview, Castle Hill, yep. it's, it's Monroe, Hunts Point. So just to merge them all together, it's yeah. hard because, yeah. you know, you have these rivalries. I yeah. don't like you, right. you don't yeah. like me. You from so to bridge from that there. gap. So you I'm unified everybody. Yeah. All right, so um, <coughs> tell you a story like T. Marcus, great player. Uh, they were special at him, of course. I said, man, I'm going to make you all regular overnight. I'm not going to go for that. Talk. He came to first practice, afro one side, braids the other side, white shoe, black shoe. I said, you cut. First try. He said, man, I ain't going to court. So you ain't going to get on the court with me like that. She playing for He ain't hit you with the, with, yeah. the, with the you back at Cardoza? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you don't know who I am? Yeah, yeah. That's supposed to lost your damn mind. I'm going to start the show here. Y'all just in the play. I'm the star. Y'all in the play. So I changed all that perception. You know, Corey, uh, I said, Corey, you know, great player. I said, but you can't guard your lunchbox, all right? And we're going to work on that footwork. We're going to wheel tracks your ass. Let me see your footwork, all right? So you got to work on your footwork, all right? You ambidextrous, but you slow, so we're going to get you in shape. Mm. So my training regiment was very difficult for junior high school kids because you're going right. to run up the stairs, you're going to lift weights, you're going to touch the ceiling. Mm. You're going to go for like three, four hours straight. Without doing anything. Not touching the ball. Not touching nothing. Yeah, the gym yeah, got no cool. windows, straight no wall. No windows, straight wall. Yeah. Yeah. And we used to go, we used to go scrimmage against the teams all the time. Yeah, so me, myself. Paul, Bobby Santiago, Sat. Kenny Sat. Mm. Um, we used to work, play against yeah. Kimber yeah. now. Yeah. over there. Like we used to go play against Kimber, and we used to bust their ass, throw them on the floor. And it's just a roughing them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them That's would be dope. like after practice, only you see something like you leaning like this on the floor. Yeah. So you all right? Yeah. They get ready to throw up because there's no windows yeah, in there. Yeah, no window, yeah. So my discipline would be like that, Najee Turner. So I would coach you like that. And what happened was that as I coach you, I'm giving you stories about life. Like stuff like uh, Corey, I would drive him home and tell him how that he has to open his mind up to be better in terms of his social skills. Mm. All right, because he's better than just going around telling people off, mm-hmm. cursing mm-hmm. them out. Right. I want the doors open in your life so they don't perceive you. Sometimes you get one perception in life and that's the only way you get. Yeah, one chance. People label you like that forever. Mm -hmm. And you can't beat the stigma. So when you come there and say, well, you such and such, go sit over there. And they they ignore what you say. If you got something good to say, say, I'm going to hear from you because you already got that label. And that's what I tell young young men. And and, and same thing with with Kemba. Uh, I, I would do stuff in practice like, let's say it's 30 degrees and I drive you home. And uh, another guy I want to work hard, Joe, Ron, I would tell him, let's say we're driving and you live like, uh, you like five blocks from your house, I tell you, get out the car, get out, and it's snowing. I said, Coach, you mean get out? I said, get out, walk home. Mm. He said, no, Coach, but I'm only three blocks down. I said, no, you, this just stop, get out. And I make him walk home in the cold, all right, all right, because I would show them that and they would walk home and I know they're upset the next day in practice. Sure. And then they play hard in practice. All right, because of discipline. Yeah, Another show time, that grit. I, yeah, show, yeah. And then I would take guys home. Let's say that I would drive you home, Kevin Corey, drive him home. And I drive him home, like, let's say three, four days in a row. 
And then the next day, they would come back after Forte and say, Coach, they would be with the guys. When they leave, they say, Coach, you know what? Say, I'm going to walk with them today. I say, you sure? Say, yeah, I'll walk with them today. Why did I do that? To psychologically make him a leader. To make uh, him so if you're a leader, you walk with them, they think you're one of them. Right. You're not better. Yeah. 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 All right? And then when I get you by yourself, I would tell you, take the keys and drive the car. Mm-hmm. They said, what do you mean? I said, take the keys and drive the car. They said, I'm not going to touch the car. I said, no, not literally. All right? Well, Corey and me had to be real specific. Yeah, right. Right, right. Corey, I mean, I He really Corey. might do it. He might be on his point somewhere. I'm yeah. driving to a game, and we go, all right, where's Chester Square? So on the bus, I keep seeing people doing stuff like this. Let's keep people driving by. They got a bag of rocks in the back. They throw it in the bus. That's Corey. I stopped the car. I'm going to slap you. You know, like, so plenty of capers. You know, touching the radio in the car and shit like that. So, you don't touch my radio. Right, shit. right. So they for the block. So I said, no, no, literally drive it. So said, take the keys, drive the car, which means that you're the catalyst. Be the leader, yeah. Be the leader. We lost the tournament in Queens one day. They cheated us out in Rossio Village and we came back. And I said, and Kimber walked up and I said, I don't want to hear nobody really talk on the bus. So they like, coach, you tight. So Kimber walked up to me and I said, man, you're going to take the keys, drive the car, or the car is never going to start the right way. It's going to always sputter. He said, Coach, what do you mean? I said, sit down. So I told him the story. He said, Coach, don't never worry about it again. Hmm. And so uh, we worked on that. And what I did was work on him with, with discipline. And he's a good kid. And um, I told his mother, I was in a private school. But I worked him hard. I had to see a nigga and him come up there and sad. Yeah, put it on him. Yeah. put it on him yeah. all the time. And the step back jumper that he got. All the drills yeah, that he got. And in practice, when you play for me, your man score, you sit. I don't care if you switched off on Ron or Joe on you. Yo, but he cut me off. I swear, I don't give a sit down over there. That's your responsibility. So after a while, guys playing man to man, they're not switching. They guard. They playing real defense and they communicate. Wow. Your man score, you sit. Are you still coaching? Okay. No, I'm not coaching right now. They, you know, we need you out here. Yeah. These kids don't play no yeah, fucking they defense. Don't. Yeah, they play no defense. And the other thing I would do is that on on on. I got a kid. I just saw recently. I'm a promoter, Dominican kid. Uh, next Dominican Dream, 13, what's, 6, 2, what's his name? Special kid. We're not talking so, about him yet? Yeah, we're not going to talk about okay, him yet because okay. he's still developing. Okay. All right, he's still learning who I am. I was working on yesterday, he's still working on the left hand. You don't know how to do his left hand yet, mm. but I said you will. So what happened was during warm-ups, let's say you're warming up, I would bring my team out with, let's say, five minutes left to the warm-up, and then I would make them get on the baseline, on the black line right here, and I'd yep. make them get a push-up position. And I'd make them get low to the floor, and I'd walk away. And they look up at the other team. Their heads have to be up a certain angle, watching the other team warm up. Now the other team is going, what is he doing? Why are they in push-up position? Uh-huh. Now, then I would say, okay, down. And I walk by and I talk, start talking stuff like that. The Yankees played last right, night. Right, 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 just bad. random. It's random shit. And they be like, what are you talking about? Right. This is hurting me. And like I would talk to the other coach, I would ignore them. And I know their arms just trembling. Yeah. Then I say up, then I have to sit in up position. And the other team is looking at them like, what are they doing? Psychologically, I'm already in your head. And then when I tell my kids to get up, they pissed off. They're gonna destroy everybody. Pit bulls, ready to go. Exactly. So, so you confuse the shit out of the other they, team, right. and, and you got these guys hungry. Right. That's and, 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 and if, and if that's a mind fuckingness right there. Yeah. And, and if you trembling, you are gonna go down. You know you are gonna do it again. Right. So the next one said, "Point, stay. Come on, man. Don't do it. You know, stay up. Stay with me. You know. And I don't care if you get ready to pass out. Right. Because it's a t- it's a family." And so, to this day, all my players, see, my players love me, you know, uh, and I'm proud of be. I had guys that was bad kids, now I see some of the preachers. Mm. Your coach ain't gonna preach you. I got a family, and uh, uh, you take a kid like Corey, all right, super kid, but, you know, he was, he was, he was straight hood, him yeah. and I, Vaughn. I took him from telling everybody, man, like, fuck you, to like, you know, being a great, great kid, super kid, nice dad. Yeah. I'm proud of that. K 
care about took from being a quiet kid to like, you know, killer. you gotta open your children straight to a killer. killer. Straight killer. To a straight killer. You're quiet. Kimmel was real quiet. Very quiet, up. man. Very, very mild, man. I like kid. He looked like he was a grown man and kid. He was. You were timid. Yeah. A lot of kids, a lot of people say, don't send him there. He can't do the it's work. It's a killer. I called man right. Say, I got a kid that's going to be special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he called Mo, wow. right? He called Mo X. I called Mo. Mo Hicks. Yeah, he called then, him. Then, uh, what's his name? Came Dwayne. Dwayne came. Dwayne down came, yeah. Mo, this kid is the kid we need. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so uh, all the stuff that you see him do, he plays like he just did in junior high school. Yeah. I mean, and then, see, people don't understand he can play defense too. Yeah. Especially that baseline. I mean, the um, free throw the, the, thing, the, the, he kind of throw, taught yeah. him that because he told him you're small, so you got to create space. You got to create so space. So when you, that, that little step, that step, step back, you jump, yeah. jump back, you got mad space right. now. Now you can just shoot. Can, we, yeah. can, can I ask you a favor? Right. Yeah. This might be considered temporary, but I don't give a shit right now. Um, this whole KD and Kyrie and Zion shit coming to the Knicks. Can you um, just make a phone call to Kemba, see if he want to get the fuck out of his Charlotte contract, and just join 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 we KD and come? Because no no disrespect to Kyrie, I think right. he's a phenomenal player. Right. I'm scared to death of his injuries, right. yeah. and ain't nothing like a feel good story like yeah. Kemba coming to me. Not, not even not even past the feel good stuff. Like I always tell everybody, and I'll say it to this day, like I'll take somebody from the hood over somebody from another no, state any, any day. day. Yeah. Any like but like like no my my brother was playing. I'll take him over whoever was in his yeah. position at his class. Yeah. When I when Sat was playing, I'm taking Sat over that's, any that's guard. That's a different kind of hunger. Anywhere, period. I don't care who was in his class. I mean, that's that's literally survival. It's yeah, so like, like yo, yeah. I I will die if I don't accomplish X Y Z. Like that's yeah. the kind of shit we grow up. I'll take him yeah. and she Anything. and you get your crew. I take Paulie yeah. because. Because they hungry, Andre bad because they want it. Yeah, we know we could play basketball with anybody. Yeah, that's why yeah, I'm basketball and I'm I understand another country. I understand the new the phenomenon. But when you go get a guy from France and come to St. Raymond <laughs> and let him get more shots than a kid from the streets in Brown, you must have lost your damn mind. I, yeah. I don't really get it. Especially yeah. back then. Especially back then. Cause yeah. especially when he ain't got no moxie, Joe, he can't go by nobody. Everybody yeah. could shoot a jump shot yeah. right. right from nowhere. Because you tell him you're gonna be the one shoot shot. But I got killers like that. There's no way I got him. I got Greg Morton. No, Greg Morton. So. I would have made Greg like the Greg would have been like a straight beast. Mm. All right, who was a great play, good player, but 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 an easy going guy. Yeah, he would have been like a pit bull. You would have made him a monster. You yeah, yeah. Him on the court, see him in the street. Yep. All right. So in other words, man, but you but you got to take your ego out of it. One mm. thing about a coach, a good coach communicates with his players and see what they could do best. But makes him understand that whatever he's doing is for the betterment, for their betterment. Of, of, of the player. Right. Yeah. Getting ready for the got next no- level, in other words. Yeah. 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 Ain't got nothing to do with you as a coach. Yeah. You no. just grooming them to be better. And you yeah. can't be scared to let them know that. Yeah. 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 When I was here, cool. when I was here, it was just like we just had talent. So it was just like the talent just played. Just, yeah. 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 You, you wasn't coached the right way because the coach right. wanted to be bigger than the team. Mm-hmm. See, I never want to be bigger than my team. I want to bring out the best in my team. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. how it should be. But I want you to respect me. That's why I kind of like, like right now, Lopez, what Lopez is doing right now with these kids, he's bringing out the best of they're what they do and I see it and he's adapted yeah, to that he's adapted to right. that to bring out the best of the kid like you know Isaiah just walked in a little bit yeah shout uh, out Jelly Isaiah fan. Washington yeah, yeah Isaiah Washington that's little bro and he just he, he just went to the wrong school you know him. and he's a good kid and he could go 
Trust me, whatever school he go to next, you'll see him better. Oh, 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 he'll be at ease. Yeah, he's transferring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because I yeah. watched the kid play. He, he deserved to be. You saw him play in, in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, he deserved to be. He, yeah. it, 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 it looked it just, off. Yeah, it just didn't yeah. fit. It, it just didn't fit for him. Sometimes you know. a New York guard got to go to a program where they let the guards go. Where they yeah, let them, exactly. Yeah. Where the ball is in your hand. That's the thing about college. College is a system game. So you fit into the system, you can excel. When you get to the NBA, that's when you supposed to be who you are. Right. Like even Kimba, when he first got into the league, everybody used to be like, yo, he's like the ninth or 10th best point guard in the league. Yeah. I'm like, yo, he's top five. Yeah. And like, who you taking out? I'm like, I don't know. know who you taking out. Right. Because yeah. I'm putting Kimba Who you there. putting in? I want to yeah. know who you got on that list. Westbrook and Chris Paul and all of them, no Kimba. A couple years ago, they wasn't on Kimba like that. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know I mean, he'll tell you, like, because yeah. there was a shift and it was like yeah. two, three years ago. Yeah. In him, you saw it. Like, he yeah. was always nice. Yeah. But something changed. And I read an article somewhere yeah. where he was doing some other shit, like yeah. change a couple of things. Yeah, he changed he was doing. a couple of shot. He changed. Yeah. He just got comfortable. He got acclimated. Now, just... now he hooped like he in the park, as he, as he should. Exactly. But, but you ever see the article? He wrote an article about me. He told you we were yeah. made. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah, we'll bring it. We'll look it up. We'll bring it up. I'm gonna go look for it. Guy who basketball inside. It's 2015. Okay. All American game. It was him, Alfred, Alfredo, Brandon Jennings, Marcus oh, Cousins, Marcus Rosen. Yeah, Drew that's Holiday, when he dunked it on Drew. Uh, when he dunked on Drew. Oh, and okay. And they asked him about that. Yeah. Okay. So Fabrico Mitchell got a rebound. He was getting ready to give it. He said, "See the skinny Kemba sound? We run up the court. Yeah. He gives it to Kemba, and Kemba's getting ready to lay it. Yeah, in the corner he, of his eye, yeah. he sees Drew Holiday closing. Yeah. So he said, "Damn, what am I gonna do?" Put this yeah. shit down. At that moment, the words of his junior high school coach called him and said, "I told him to be tough. I tell him never take no shorts." Go around, people go through. So he said, "No, what do we do?" Turn that shit over. Yemen on this motherfucker, and he did it. And eleven thousand people. Oh, I I gotta go check that out. I I remember growing up, my pops used to always tell Kimba, "Yo, listen, you small. You're gonna be small, him. So you gotta create space. Just create space." Paulie, yeah, you doing some interesting things these days. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about it? Plug, plug it all, bro, because you, you got your hands in a lot of things, yeah, which, I, I'm, which I'm very interested in. Baby Jesus. Just a, just a yeah. mix of sports and entertainment. A lot of people don't understand that sports and entertainment go hand in hand. It's like one and the other. So um, right now we currently part, partner at a tequila company, a new brand, new tequila brand called Yave Tequila. That's Y-A-V-E. Yeah, Y-A-V-E right? Tequila. Um, my partner and the founder, Joe Cruz Jr., he's from Spanish Harlem. Puerto Rican kid. Yep. We just got tired of working for everybody. We just said we, we've been working in or around the spirits industry for like 15, 20 years. So he's like, yo, we're going to come to the table, make something that is going to be the number one tequila in the world. So we were already in 200 different accounts so far throughout New York, Jersey, and Miami. We in Madison Square Garden, Prudential Center. Wow. Um, we were going to be doing some work with the Yankees and, um, and the Knicks soon, actually. So that's yeah, I saw great. you sent a court taking a picture the other yeah, day. Yeah. Low-key. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it it's kind of crazy because it's like normal now. But like I remember, like the first time I ever, like we used to take we we always used to take kids to to the games to the yeah, games. Yeah. Like, we used to get like yeah. we had a we had a program called Ignite Change that we started, which I'm the co-founder of. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Candace Haynes, my partner. Um, where we just we we just um uniting like um nonprofits with community organ with with celebrities or entertainers to promote social change. Oh, that's dope. So we did a lot of work with the Knicks and the, and the Nets um and the Rangers just taking kids to games and giving them that experience. But the other day I was there, I was actually there on behalf of Yave. Yeah, yeah and working in conjunction with that. And I also am a, I'm a producer for Off Broadway stage play. What? That I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. called Checklist, Checklist. Play. So we did eight sold out shows so far. Wait, how long has that been running? Um we through our third year now. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. What's it called? Checklist. I'm going check to that play. Out. I'm going to check so that out. So just to give you a little snapshot of how our trajectory, like Tyler Perry did one play for six years straight and it sold out. He had 75 seaters. We did eight sold out shows so far, 500 plus seats. Oh, shit. So yeah, we're, wow. on the, we're on the right path. It's just a matter of, you know, meeting the right people, getting mm-hmm. our strategy Sorry. right and selling it, you know. Um, wow. Then outside of that, I'm, I'm, I'm a public speaker as well. So I get... I get um, often booked a lot to do different public speaking, speak to kids. I'm just an all around entrepreneur. Like I like I like I told you before. Like I learned from this. I learned from my pops in '85 when I was born. Literally, how to be a point guard and how to put people in a position to mm. win. So I look at my life like that now. I'm just a point guard, and I just want everybody around me to win. So if it's a business that's an opportunity there, nice. we're gonna do it and we're gonna make it happen. And I'm gonna take. When we lose, I'm gonna take that on my back. But when we win, we all win. Wow. Cause like I'm, I don't exist school. no more. Yeah, like no, nobody. It don't matter that. who played the front or the back, as long as we win. As long as a lot of people win. now want credit for everything. Like I'm, when I was younger, culture, I was, real like, fast. you wanted credit. Yeah. But now I, I rather own multiple businesses and people don't even know because sometimes they won't support. It's your better that way. It's better that way. Yeah. yeah. But shout out to Jave. I went to the um, little uh, happy hour event over at Empanology. Thanks for coming too, bro. That yeah, shit was exactly. dope. The yo tequila's. It's fire. Thank yeah. you, man. I had all the flavors. Yeah. I, I actually prefer the non-flavored just because yeah. I like my shit. Just, yeah, it's traditional. Yeah, traditional. traditional. Yeah. But, yo, it's, it's a good... The bottle's dope. Like, yeah, it's, we, it's a good... We created... Everything good, was done by brand. design. Like, the bottle was done with design with bartenders so it could stick out in the well. Mm-hmm. So it has a it has a little bit of height so it's higher than the, the traditional... So it's like easier for somebody to go for. And it's for. easy for the bartender to grab. And then That's we created the shit. flavors for three reasons. For, for women, because men buy what women love. Yep. For for bartenders to to create crazy cocktails within them, for chefs to cook with a base, so everything was done by design. I love it. We're gonna have more conversation, yo, Nye Pauly. Yeah. We got yeah. things to do. I'm looking forward to supporting your your other fatherhoods. Yeah, yeah. Father. We talk about fatherhoods too. But yeah, I'm impressed yeah, with all you all, all five people in the room here. One, two, three. All you five for the people out there don't know. You got yeah. Joe we got Joe Godoy. We got Randy Williams. We got Randy mm-hmm. Williams. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Besides uh, the three gentlemen here that's talking. Uh, as an older guy, uh, sometimes I'm not impressed with a lot of young people, but I'm very impressed with all five of you guys because Joe's getting ready to get a baby. Mm. All right, just got or, engaged. Congrats, um, my okay. cousin. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just got married. He deserved it. Just got married. Randy just got married also. Oh, married. Dope. All right. yeah. dope. And, and, and they look good. Yeah. All right, they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, food for thought. Uh, Joe Joe had a pitch stop, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. like other cats, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An opportunity, went somewhere for a while, came back. Stronger. Came back strong. Went somewhere, came back. For all you cats, man, who are away. Doing better right, than everybody and, else. And had here. a situation, you can't come back. There's life after away. Unless yeah. you do too much where they ain't going to give you life right, after yeah. away. Right. When you have an opportunity to come back. Now the guy the guy came back with nothing. Now he's got an apartment, a car, a girl, and a baby. Mm-hmm. And, and, and dollars in his pocket. So it could be done. Yeah. You know, and it's not some bitter, like, no, you know, no frustrated bitter, guy. Listen, right. Nobody promised you anything. All right? Your right. eyes open up every day. You make the most of it. Randy, same thing with all the guys here talking. My sons, you, I'm very impressed with you to do this independently to create this podcast of vision. And we came back home. Right? You're doing it at home. Same race is where we started. Have a vision is yeah. where you started. To have a vision. Yeah. 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 Obviously, your parents did a great job with you. Then you utilize your vision. Yeah. And things don't have to grow from a big building. They could go from a small room. Yeah. They could go from a window. Yeah. A thought throughout the window pane. 
Yeah, so, look, that's a poem right you know, there. So, so yeah. that's, that, that's really what it is. <laughs> because if you look at when you read, when you read stuff, you look at an article, like, like you take a guy, you got to see Kemba every day, he play every day. And he played for all these coaches, Hall of Fame, everything like that. Yeah. But when you read the article about me, he said, the guy who made me is this guy. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who made me when you read yeah. it. He, he was hard on me. He, he, he was super tough. <laughs> He made me go. He made you gotta me check in, little bro. You, you gotta check in. Yeah. I ain't gonna say nothing, but when you come in, you know, when you check come in the hoodie, you gotta check in, little bro. That's all I'm gonna say, man. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, he gotta check in, man. Just Chris check McCray, on him. Uh, 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 Chris McCray said, you know what? I was never fresh with this kid's game. Then I heard that he was working with you, and I saw the change. Yeah. So I'm not gonna say much. I know you played yeah. with the guys, Jim Calhoun, all the guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, but one thing I do get respect from the coaching community. I walked in one day, the Gauchos, and Mo Hicks was there, and a lot of guys was talking about Kimbo. They made so like Mo said. Right, Mo said he. Guys he said the guy who made him is the guy walking in right wow. now. Wow. And Mo was That's it. Enough said. Yeah. Mo Hicks said that. So I'm not. I don't go around bragging about right. it. I stay back. You don't I'm got to. Anything. I don't, I don't ask, I'm a very humble guy, but uh, I'm glad of young men like you. So I see a future somewhere because sometimes I'm confused about what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. They say history repeats itself. Yeah. You can't go back on the corners because that game has been dead on yeah. As fathers, man, you have to aspire. You're married, children, you have to model for your kids how to be or else they're going to be like something else. Mm. You make a model for them doing something else they're going to get in trouble for doing nothing. 100%. Right. Yeah. Yo, this so Carl. Before we get out of here, I want to hear where things are with you. How how's life now as okay. a dad, three kids? Well, life's now. Um, I just finished, I was doing security work. Well, at first I started doing. Um, I was chefing. I was yeah. doing a little chef thing, and then um, working with the kids. I went back to working with the kids. Then I then I was living that nightlife, which was kind of tiring, mm-hmm. doing the bouncing and mm-hmm. bodyguard work and stuff like that. Now I just want to do something different. So now I'm doing construction. Okay. And just to open up different lanes and see where it goes from there. I'm trying to get into this little union <coughs> thing right now. I'm just keeping my doors open, you know. But you good? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I got my I'm got my mind back right to who I am. For a little while, I forgot who I was. You know, sometimes we deal with f- females or deal with you know <coughs> what's going on on the outside. I just had to really look in the mirror and just see who the fuck I was. So, you know, I'm back who I'm back to see Nick. You I, know, I, I feel I, I can tell you comparing high school days. Yeah. Right. Cause that's the last time I really yeah. remember yeah. seeing yeah. you. Comparing you in high school, there was a lot of like angst and like Yeah. Maybe not anger. I'm but way more timid now. I think you, you be, came in here with this like calm about you. Yeah, it's my daughters. Yeah. My daughters got me and Somebody said, hey, yo, see, Nick, you got soft. I said, I'll punch you nah, in your face. Nah, nah, you know nah, what I'm saying? Nick? Don't like, mistake yo. that. I nah. said, don't get it twisted. I nah. said, I'll still punch you in your face. Right. <laughs> but I just think about it now. Because instead of, just instead react. of reacting. Right. Yeah, you, before I would react. Right. Real quick. Don't right, even right, think right. about the consequences. Right, nothing. right, right. And, and, and yeah, so, you know, <laughs> I'm just more laid back now and just think about stuff more now. You know, That's the dope. reality That's of it. That's gross. Yeah, I grew, I grew, I grew big time. And I did have a lot of anger because I felt like I was supposed to be in certain places where I was right. supposed to be. And I was cut short, but I cut myself short too. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy, kind you know. Of a wash. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy I, I over, you know, I'm still getting over some obstacles, but that's part of life. I'm trusting the process. That's, you're always going to be getting know, over so, obstacles. Yeah, but I'm fact. here, you know, I'm here and I'm, I'm a living testimony. 
and thank for my pops, my brother. I tell my brother he inspired me every day. Um, his motivation, and I tell him he a million dollar walking, million dollar man easy, walking. Easy. Million Let me tell you something about my brother, man. When he was in Clark, Atlanta, I was out there all the time with yeah. him. And I went to school in Mississippi. I used to drive six hours just to chill with my brother, make sure they know he got a big brother. He's mm -hmm. not by himself, mm -hmm. and everybody thought he had money, a million dollar man. The way he was moving. Um, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, um, the dude Clay Evans, um, mm -hmm. that's a little Duval manager. Yeah. They love my brother, and, and I would just sit back and like how they like in tune with him, and he's young, and it's like they respected him like different. Mm -hmm. So I always tell him, you're a million dollar man walking, trust it. You know, it's going to take a while because Rome wasn't built overnight. Mm -hmm. So trust the process, and he's doing his thing right now. And I'm just happy that, you know, my pops did great with us. That's one Yo, thing. We had the best pops. I mean, I'm, I'm just meeting you now, I sir. I fought a lot of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I is fine. I mean, you, but, you know, it, it things things are ingested or interpreted mm -hmm. when it's time. Yeah, when right? it's time, yeah. Like, I could tell you right now, yeah. yo, go go buy a building. You're yeah. going to be like, yo, how am I going to go buy a building, yeah, dog? Like, like I'm, I already ready to receive that information. Yeah. There's ways to do it, but yeah. now may not be the time. Mm -hmm. right. But when you have somebody consistently there... Saints repeating the same message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're ready to receive that yeah, I was shit, it'll hit. You know how that. Yo, you yeah, say, yeah, I don't yeah, hear that shit. Of yeah, you know, you know, that's, watch, no, that's right? normal shit. You're like, damn, that. But see, but listen, your, you know? your, your pops could have approached that shit different. Yeah, he could have been he, on your case. Like y'all could have been he, the worst of enemies. Or he right could have just not been in tune with us or because he didn't have the father in tune with him. No, that's the easy way. It's the easy way. No, that's a lot of fathers do that. Totally. And you know, no matter what, I've been through some shit with my daughters, mothers, and stuff like that, but. Everybody know in the whole New York City. Everybody know me. I'm just about my daughters, and that's all I care family. about. Family. Yeah, just family. I'm very we family oriented. Yeah. You know, everybody know the Nickersons. Everybody, we you know we we known all over, and people everywhere we go, there's people run down on us, and you know that's a good feeling because it's not from doing dirt. It's right. It's, yeah. a, it's not, a positive. It's not from negative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, people yeah. that you walking with, and they're like, yo, why you keep on? What's a fidgety like? Yo, I just did something last week. Right. You know what I'm saying? So wherever we walk, we walk with our head up. That's and dope. it's a good feeling. That's, you know yo, what I mean? listen, I'm, I'm honored to have y'all. I, 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 I didn't have an agenda in yeah. how this was going to work out, yeah. but this shit worked nah, out I like perfectly. it raw. I like it. We, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, thank you so much for giving us Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Thank you for giving us this platform, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say thank you for following up with me and making sure we made it happen. And this is the first time I ever got a chance to do an interview with my pops, my yeah. bro. So there's history right this, here. Though, this is sure definitely history. Man, hopefully we yeah. start up, you know, get up some more. And, yeah, and anyway, and anyway, we can help you. Like you already know, it's done. Yeah. 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 You got two great guys. In yeah, my cousin Joe put this together. Okay. And yeah. We got Rand. Yeah. We got the outsider, but he's inside with us yeah. all day. He yeah. went to Ohio, so you know, you know, we was going at all time, but he's with us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.